This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. Fubar Radio. Hey, Anna. Hey, Anna. No. Not today. Hey, Anna. No. Say hello, be nice. Come on, professional, we're on air now. Say hello. I'm really, I'm really pissed off with you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's Monday. It's best friends time Whatever. for two hours. Best friends Whatever. time with Ian and Natalie. No. It's my show. It's, it's Ian Bolsworth. I'm going. <laughs> I will be lucky. I won't be You've here. You've got to. You can't you, bring it onto the air. You've got to cross the line this time there. <laughs> Coming up on the show today, we have comedian, actor, and writer Spencer Jones. And co-host Spencer Jones. Spencer Jones is in the studio. From two till four. Um, he's going to be talking to us today about mm. his uh, forthcoming comedy show, The Mind of Herbert Clunkadunk, which is on BBC Two. I think it's this week, isn't it, Nat? Yeah. Is it this week? It's this, yeah. There you go. Probably. You can do it, can't you? Then at 2.40, we have author Robert... Oh, we had this problem last time with him. Much more. Much. I think it was Muckamore. Muck. Muckamore in the studio. He's going to be talking about his book. Killer T. But he's got killer alcohol. Killer, killer Ian. Oh. Killer I. Unprofessional. Ian Baldwin. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We should probably change that, actually. That um, jing- Was it a jingle, that, is it called? Uh, your bit sting. of music. Sting. It's a bit is of a sting, sting, isn't it? Um, yeah, we should probably change that to Ian Bowlesworth and his best friend Natalie. <laughs> two peas in a pod. That's what we should call this show, Two Peas in a Pod. <laughs> How about that? No. You I'm smiled. Out, I'm out I saw pod. you smile. I don't want to be in then. this pod anymore. The pod of doom. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, Not today. You've crossed the line. I don't think I have. Um, but here's the thing. It doesn't. We don't even need to talk about what's happened because that would be, again, it's private, isn't it? It's personal. Oh, yeah, thank God it is. It's, At least it wasn't public. It's personal between you and I, really, isn't it? Yeah. But, I th- I would argue this. Here's what I'd argue. I would argue that in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. In this, in what we're doing now, so yes. we're broadcasting live to the nation, mm-hmm. nay the world. And in this scenario, yep. right? Yes. It could have been thirty seconds to studio mm-hmm. to us going live. Mm-hmm. I could have grabbed your boob. Heaven for Fen. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that. Heaven for Fen. I could have just grabbed your boob, right? And gone <laughs> like that. And we were then live on the radio, but you should still then be professional on the radio. So then afterwards, you can go off and you can speak to HR and I'd be sacked and all that sort of thing yeah. and ruin my career. That's fine. It wouldn't be so much a grabbing wave, it'd be that ridiculous noise that you made with it. <laughs> that would, that would, set it off. That would be too much. Bob, 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 oh, bob, bob, bob. <laughs> but anyway, however I do it, <clears throat> hypothetically, which mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But if I did do that, because it's a live show, You've still got to hit the ground running. You've still yeah. got to be professional yeah. when yeah. we go yeah. live. And what's happened is something's happened that's, by the way, incomparable to grab. I didn't grab your boob. Nothing no, like you that. didn't. No, that's one good thing I have to say about you today. You did not do, grab my I boob. I did not grab your boob. But, um, nor was it any sort of no grabbing. sexual aggression towards you. No, no, not, no, not sexual aggression. No, definitely not. Um, so... So yeah, just so it's clear that I didn't have. It was, no, no, it was nothing no like grabbing. that. It was. Do you know what? In fact, it was. It was nothing. 
Anyway, it's not, not, it's not nothing. It was nothing. It was a bit of fun. If you call the radio station football, what do they expect? It's just, you know what, sure. what do they expect if they contact us? Sure. Right. So it was just a bit of fun, but you need to hit the ground running because it's live. Yes. And then afterwards, then then things get sorted out. And I should have been severely reprimanded had, had I done that. I don't think I should be reprimanded for what I did. Mm-hmm. I think that's all right. I think that's. I'm going to rap you later. I think that's a good bit that. of fun. There's going to be some rapping <laughs> going on later. That's what I think. Yep. You've got to be professional in all circumstances, yeah, and, you, yeah. and you've not been today, now. Sure, I don't. I wouldn't argue you have not been professional I think on any you, level. You have been no off air. I agree. I'm never professional off well, air. Off air, but also on on a social a form of social media. On air, mm-hmm. I am the very definition of professional. <laughs> I am, and I make it sound like I'm doing it like you know on the hoof. Remember when you sent that tweet from my phone like years ago saying I, sent I was a tweet from your phone. Yeah, do you remember before from my Twitter and oh, you yeah, grabbed yeah, my yeah. phone and you sent that tweet about uh, being uh, what did you call it? Thirsty for spunk any spunk please RT. <laughs> Remember when you did that? Do you remember how I chased you around the studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who the I AP remember, was on the um, show. What's then. his face? Angelos Epithemia being yeah. really, really upset about he, it. He uh, tweeted me, Angelos, to say, I think you've been hacked. Do you remember my f- a friend called me here and yeah. he answered the phone and said that I was, di- I was dead. Say, ag- said, say again what I wrote, though. Yeah. Because I'd forgot what I wrote. Yeah, well, it was, it was it something again. to the effect of, uh, I'm really thirsty for spunk. Any spunk, please RT. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, and you, and at least you, it didn't say, contact, contact me if you have spunk. Because I would never use that word in, in life. Neither would I. Right, it's just a word I don't... No, I wouldn't. Up. I'd never, I'd never so refer to it as nice. spunk. Um, I mean, I put up a lot with this show. When you said I drove that bus to Alton Towers and killed all those disabled kids. That wasn't this show, that was Peacock and Gamble. No, no, that was that was Ray, actually. It was Peacock and Gamble? No, he wasn't Peacock and Gamble. You I was, weren't here? No, I was. I was. It was Adam that was sat here because I was at Latitude on, or in a car on the way back from a festival. I, I think listening. then, I think in that case, I was just then repeating a joke from Peacock and Gamble because I think on the last ever Peacock and Gamble show mm. we did here, before mm. we went to Edinburgh, then no, it all no, kicked off. No, that was when you trapped me in the basement with Calvin Harris when he stole all the girls. That was it. You had yeah, all the different. girls, didn't you? Yeah, you so kidnapped was, all the girls. Yeah. I've been locked in Calvin Harris's basement. I'm not being bollocked for that because that's got no, to be partly that, that was actually No, but I didn't mind that. I wouldn't mind being. Oh, so you don't mind Ed doing it? So cheap no, bones, cheap ca- bones don't bother you, but little fat bloke does. I meant Calvin. Oh, I see, right. Okay. Um, and but then the bit where I drove into a sewage truck into from Alton Towers with a bunch of uh, kids and then killed them, <laughs> maybe dead myself. <laughs> I went along with that. <coughs> I love that you remember these things because I don't remember them at all. Then you grabbed my phone and did that the, the, the tweet about the sperm. I didn't grab your phone. You gave me your yeah, phone. Yeah, well, I know that's never happened again. Have you but noticed? you did give me your I phone. I did actually. That's true. I did hand it to you. So we've had a lot. Of, we had a lot of memories over the years in the yeah. best friend show. And back by the you way, are today. By the way, if you're listening, and by the way, and you do have some spunk, then nah. I don't want it. I would imagine that nah. <laughs> I don't want it. Do you don't post it in here. I would imagine that Nat still wants some spunk. So, I don't. I don't. Um, you. If you could sort it out, maybe just tweet it and then RT. If you do it to Food Bar, I'll RT it from Food Bar as well. Just so. Put it in a slush puppy. I might accept it. <laughs> um, but today. Yeah. So a fan of fan club, Nick Kalman, Nathaniel Metcalf show. Yeah. Fridays, twelve to one, great show. Yeah. Uh, messaged and wants to send some post. Okay. What I'm going to say though, first mm-hmm. of all, before we even go into this, mm. a. Why are you doing admin for other shows when you when it's I my do, show I, now? I it's my show now. Well, wow, I'm not allowed to mention any other shows. Do you do ad- no, you can mention them. Yeah, you can't yeah, be doing admin sure. when you when I'm here. It's not admin, is it? Mentioning for other shows. Show. Do you do admin for my show when you're doing their show? Are I you have mentioned going, your show. I have oh, mentioned Nick, your show. Oh, Nick, I like your hair. I think I've never said that. <laughs> Bet you have. Never said to Nick. Oh, oh Nick, I like your oh, hair. Oh, local. Can we go on a date one day after you've done your radio I show? I mean, is that a criteria? You're local. Can we go on a date? I've never. I feel like you don't want to travel. Never said unless it's for spunk. In which case you'll get an Uber anywhere. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Um, okay, yeah. So you. So someone tweeted the show, not the show. Sorry, not your show. Their show, if anything, exactly. to say, um, could they send them some posts? Yep. And I said, going to DM. So I was DMing them. Thank God it was on DM and not public. Well, what we should explain what happens is there's two screens in the studio, one in front of Nat, one in front of mm. me. Now I can see what Nat's doing on her screen on my screen, which yep. is why I often react quite violently. Not physically no, no, violently, not physically, but I, yeah. I often violently react when Nat is searching porn during yes. shows, which she's done loads of times. Because it comes I mean, up on my screen as well. I haven't been researching porn. I'm just for this show. I have. When you, you often about just the- you, you'd often just get them inflatable balls you put on. Do you remember? Uh, no. I said about self-inflation. You've oh, got a yeah. big picture of some massive balls. Well, I had to have a look at what you're talking about. Um, so that came on my screen. But also, yes. I've got a keyboard here, and that's got a keyboard her side. Yeah. So we're, we're both able to type right. at the same time on All the same I'm screen. All I'm doing is typing to this nice young lady about where to send this bit of post. Can you please? You, you got as far as can you please? I went, can you please? And, and I rather wrote. cleverly distracted you. Yeah. You didn't even realise I did it. I did not. Because I saw what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, by the way, when Biggins comes in, and I, I, just, I can't remember what I said, but no, I said something weird about it. I blanked it out. And then I was typing, fuck me, on my keyboard and you didn't see it. So what's been sent to this person is, so my DM is, can you please fuck me? (laughs) When you say it like that. Do you see that that might be inappropriate for this person who's a fan of their show? I think it's inappropriate for you to say that to her. Yeah, it definitely is. And I didn't say, I'm going to tape this up and post this over to her. I'll ask her for her address. So that'd be weird, actually. Right. I think it is is inappropriate for you to say that. The line's been crossed today. I'm not so sure. I didn't even know I had one, but Alex. Then Norton, why am I giggling so much? Because you love nothing better than when I'm annoyed. <laughs> if this is you a bad thing, why am I giggling because so you much? You love it when I get annoyed about stuff. It's not you get annoyed. It's being mischievous. That's all it is. Mm. I'm going shopping in a minute. Go on, do your Twitter. Uh, Matt G. Stiffy Van Dors tweeted in. Please remind Infinite Hermit that he's well overdue to do a test run for if the Queen has died. It's very important that it's legal. We've done that before. I've, I've it's a legal requirement. Yeah, yeah I've noticed. Because I think he's tweeted this a few times, I hasn't he? So, I don't, think so. I don't really get, engage on Twitter anymore. So I, I think forgot. I've seen it in passing. I, I don't it's the same person who said it. Um, but I'm suspicious of anyone who hammers home a point. So anyone who keeps asking... Oh, do you think that he knows something? What's he up to? What's the... It's definitely been a couple of times that I've seen this on my timeline that the, the Queen has died, do a test run. I'd get Not it. the Queen has died. Yeah, I'd get it if, it if he just said it once, joke, ha, 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 yeah, whatever. Yeah. But because he keeps saying it, it's making me suspicious. Of, of Matt? Of just what, why he wants me to do sure. it. Sure. Well, we, we kind of did it, though. We've done it before, right? We did no, it but he's right. We do have to keep... Well, BBC have done it, haven't they? But they'll have to keep it trying it. It didn't go it. well last time, because Brian Gittins was involved. Do you remember? I think maybe we could read it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, wasn't he? Was, yeah, So it didn't, didn't go... Gr- well, we could read. We could do it. There you go. Alec Norton, I'll be your new best friend, Natalie. Thank you. As a fellow giant, oh. we'll go to McDonald's drive-thru and eat all the people in cars as they approach. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. And then he put down there, no spunk. I was about to ask you, have you got any spunk? So as a fellow giant, how tall are you, Alec? Can you just let me know, please, to see if I'm giant? We'll th- go to a McDonald's you know what? drive-thru. That's the reason she's asking you that, Alec, is because she wants to see where your groin will be. If you're both stood up next to each other, she wants to know where your groin will be. Because she needs to find out whether it's going to be. <laughs> Stop looking at me like, like that. What? It's fun. Like what? How easily you can get the spunk. <laughs> How easily I can get the what? Sorry. The, the spunk now. The spunk from where? How easy you can get the spunk from Alex. What is still Alec. <laughs> Alec, I meant Alex. He said I'm no spunk. Anyway, it's been very clear on a second follow-up tweet. No spunk. <laughs> I think he's just flirting. No spunk. I'm going, the... put a sh- I'm going to put a song on this <laughs> because I think I'm genuinely overtired. Thank you. Julie Julie the... says, you know that <coughs> Nat is only doing Excuse vital me. research. Like, can a man have sex with a woman's ear hole? See, I did, yeah, look, you we did. did look that you up before. That, didn't did you? look that up before. And yeah. it turns out, yes, you can. Yeah, have you got any spunk, Julie? <laughs> 
the Nat Canal. Is. I think isn't Julie married or something? I think she is. Yeah. Julie, would your husband give Nat some spunk? Doesn't have to be there. Just send it in a little. Not from his. Penis. In a little vial. Not from his penis. Where Where else would he get a spunk from? Jar. They don't sell it in like. No, but I mean deliver stuff. it in a jar. Oh, I see. Oh, you mean that you don't want it direct from source? N- not really. Slagging off Julie's husband. No, I just think it's Julie that? wouldn't like that. It wouldn't be appropriate for Julie, would it? I reckon she'd be fine with that. To lend. What Julie, am I doing can you this? let us know if you're all right lending your husband's and that so what she can get some spunk direct what? from the source? But what am I doing with it? Well, what's the next thing? What am I supposed to do with it? Hey, I don't know what you do with it. Face now. mask. I don't know why you're so obsessed with it all the time. Oh. Nick Helm, is that his Christmas sh- That's song? That's his Christmas song. That you just put on the system. Um, I, yeah. I'm so depressed. How did I know it was a Christmas anthem? Well done, Nick. <laughs> uh, we're joined now by Spencer Jones. Oh, you said hello before I even said yeah. hello. Hello. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. I said that. You're very keen to promote. <laughs> Get it out. I've got kids. Just, I need it. We'll, just, we'll do it all. We'll, what we'll do? We'll have a natural conversation as yeah. if we weren't even promoting stuff. Yeah. And then we'll it'll naturally evolve that we'll start promoting your show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll hang back. Somebody, see how, somebody see how long back. you can do. It. See how long we can chat for. <laughs> yeah, okay. Without you even mentioning. Can you flash a light at five though? Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke for the comedians. Um, right? Nat just asked you off air yeah. um, if you'd do Edinburgh again. I, I, just, I was I, I was eavesdropping, yeah. yeah, and I heard you say, um, "I don't know." Well, um, yeah, probably, possibly. I'm just going to see how it goes in, in October. See what I, I don't think with. you should think of it that way. I think you should think of it that you just you will never do Edinburgh again. Now. No, I'm never doing it again. Are you That's on a it. mission for every comedian that comes through here now to tell them not to do Edinburgh? No, because what I think, and I don't want to speak for you, yeah. so correct me if I'm wrong. I think what Spence was thinking is, mm. is it depends. It, the future would you know fly or fall accordingly with the show okay well to be honest it might be because I like making stuff at home me- dicking around and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. making musical or you know visual stuff and then I kind of if I think it's good enough yeah then I'll then I'll put it on display but if it's not then I won't that's that's my plan so how often is your uh, in your normal real life at home yeah are you just naturally inclined to do it? So it would just happen regardless of whether you're a performer or not. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I get I get sad if I'm not doing something that's, that's pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, mean? I, get, I get that. It's yeah. what I get. We keep yeah. talking about side bottom, don't we? But that's, that's mm. a very Frank side bottom sort of idea. Frank side bottom was very similar to that. Chris Evey oh, was yeah. that he would just make stuff all the time yeah. and just draw stuff yeah. and just. I have to. I've, I've, I find myself getting sad. Like everyone said, did you miss Edinburgh this year? I was. I didn't miss. The, August, yeah, yeah, because yeah. August is quite nice actually. Just mm. doing a show if you've got a nice show, but yeah. it was the three months before where I was going. What am I supposed to be doing? And I started. <laughs> bought a load of really expensive pens and started drawing yeah, yeah. wood. But, in, but in that, that's ace though. That is really ace. Isn't that weird though? That um, the happiness I would say should come at the task itself anyway. Yeah, definitely. And when you do Edinburgh, the things that the, you, the reason you're naturally good as a comic, particularly with, with you, Spencer, is is that it's the, your own natural creativity that then makes the actual the end product, and the yeah. joy in that is very apparent in your shows. But isn't it weird when that then becomes something that you have to do for yeah. August, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and suddenly it's like, yeah. well, I might not want to draw anything yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, it, I got to a point where when I had the kids, um, I said this to my friend. I said, I haven't got the time to f- fanny around for weeks on end, walking around in my pants eating Snickers. <laughs> like, I need to get this stuff sorted. And so she got me on this thing where I dance around for fifteen minutes in right. my house, get myself really, you know, stupid. Yeah, and then I jump in front of a camera. And I press record, and I just do stuff for an hour, okay. and then watch it back afterwards. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. after about fifteen minutes, when you've got all the crap out of the way, every now and again in the rubbish, you you go, "Oh, that's something." Yeah, yeah. Ooh, and that's how it works. So I condensed it, like I suppose, like orange squash. 
It's very similar to Orange Squash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I, I don't think enough people do that, you know. I don't think enough people get it uh, who work in not just comedy, any creative media. I think uh, uh, not enough people understand that if you just do all the shit mm. somewhere in there, if you make notes all the time, you yeah. will find notes yeah, yeah, that absolutely. suddenly are just moments of absolute genius. Yeah. But you have to make the notes all the time. You yeah. can't just wait till the genius notes. Yeah. You have to just get into the habit of doing that. Yeah, and then retrospectively look back at it. Yeah. And that seems like a very simple way of doing it that no, I don't think hardly anyone does. I think, because that's what kids would do. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, kids yeah. aren't thinking about, mm. you know, the, the seasons and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. They're just like, just doing something for the sake of it. Like, we bought some stencils. We went to, I went to Aldi for the first time the other day. Okay. So yeah. And got, your eyes lit up when you said yeah, that. No, so I tell you why, because I've got, I've got about 100 quid on the bank left. <laughs> right. right. Available funds. I say <laughs> I've, got right. I've got available Have funds. Have you got an overdraft as well? Massive, yeah. yeah 10 okay, grand. Yeah, okay, 10 okay, grand right. overdraft. <laughs> 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 and I've got 100 quid left I don't yeah. know where the mortgage is coming from but yeah, wait, yeah. We'll go to, so we'll go to Audi absolutely brilliant yeah. um, and um, I bought some stencils you know like you'd have them as a kid yeah, yeah. so you could draw you could draw you know like the, like the A-team writing kind of thing yeah. you know and I did that and I'm, it, it's, Sonny's cracking on and Winona's cracking off I thought, well I might as well do one as well and I made a wicked album cover just invented the name of a band Rusty Anus nice and, nice. Um, and, and then volume one with a picture of a giraffe on it and I looked at it I was like that's better than that's as good you, who does that and, and then you go well that's, that's going to be in the show now thank you very much do you have a workspace at home I used to have the front room but um, the missus is reclaiming it for children so, yeah. so, they get it like that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they get ideas that's why I won't have children because I would imagine that that's, that's probably happens quite a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids where like the mums are like yeah. no we have to look after the children yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that whole room there yeah that, that should yeah, be yeah. ours again please because yeah. we're all sat in one box room watching, watching Peppa Pig should so, never have been a playroom really that's where the telly yeah. was. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah um, so I've got a studio now, like a little unit. Separate to your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, nice. Uh, it's all tax deductible, apparently. Yeah, so, is, yeah. Um, so I go in there. Sometimes I have a little lie down, if I'm honest. Yeah, <laughs> just lie down with a bit of old sponge I've got. <laughs> don't tell them. No, don't say that. Be, no, no. no yeah. the HMRC, you do a very good job of listening. <laughs> <laughs> wow, That'd be thorough. You've got That'd a be... show that's going to be on with it, so there's proof. Excuse me, what are you doing? What? <laughs> I'm bringing the Were show Were you listening in? to the beginning yes, of the interview? It's up to Spencer to get it oh, in right, seamlessly. Yeah. Well, you missed it. There's a big opportunity there, Spencer. Not jaringly. <laughs> you can't use her one. She thought that. <laughs> can't use that. But you have had a tweet from Julie that said, oh my God, I love Spencer my husband rarely laughs obviously he's married to me but he laughs so much Emma, on Cat's Countdown on the vibrating machine that he couldn't breathe yes yes, yeah, that's very, yeah, that's gone down really well I was surprised what did you do it's called a vibrate it's called a, um, a, a vibrating plate it's an exercise oh, plate for breaking stand. down fat in it yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of do push ups on it and the idea is more resistance but what I found is if you stand on one side of it turn yeah. it up to a full with 99 yeah uh, everything jiggles around in your insides and outsides and and you can get paid to do that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're willing to put it in a car or get on a train yeah. and go to Doncaster or you know or Leeds or Exeter yeah. people will pay money to it see that pay good yeah. Cash. yeah 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 when did you start doing comedy when, when, uh, when, were you, when did you come onto the circuit oh I did a little bit, tiny bit when I was 24 stand up I mean, um, you, that tells no, me nothing. No, no I'm at 24, I'm 42 now, so yeah. that's, a, that's a long time. 22 years ago. Okay. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. I don't know if that's right or not. No, we just said I just numbers. said it with confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have a one. Yeah. And I did some sketch stuff, and me and my mate did some stuff on YouTube. He directed me, and I did a bit of learn how to act a bit. Okay. But first gig was 17 years old. Me and a mate, we were in a double act called Marks and Spencer. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two gigs did really well. Third gig, 
was asked got asked to do the sixth form um, party. Right. So everyone's like dancing around. People have snuck in vodka, cool. and um, and then you okay? We have some comedy now. <laughs> and I got on. Forty of my mates basically booed me off stage, and I didn't do comedy again until I, I was twenty four. They destroyed you mentally. Yeah, yeah. yeah mentally disturbed. Because I remember you just arriving. On the comedy circuit, not that long ago. So I remember mm. it being. No, like, it's uh, only five uh, years. Uh, yeah, like you just doing this. come from nowhere. Yeah. The, the first time I saw you, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen you live. Yeah. But the first time I saw you was on what a uh, Chortles Fast Fringe thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was a clip from that, and uh, I remember th- there was a there was definitely a feeling around you that it was like, oh my god, this is like. Really simple and brilliant. Yeah, it, and this is really working, and he's performing this really well. And do you know what I mean? There's something like you were almost fully formed on arrival. Oh, bless you. This was how it looked. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was years of like, you know, I've got books and books and books of bad stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Always making stuff, and it was um, yeah, it was just before Sonny was born. I did. I, I don't know why I did it. I did one of them clown courses. Okay. And I'd never done any training, no, never to uni or anything like that, or drama yeah, yeah. school stuff. And I did that, and I kind of went, oh, hello. This, there's something in this. <laughs> so how disciplined are you then in, in, the, in the stuff that you do? How, how meticulous is it? Because you give the impression on stage that it's like... That was the Herbert one. Yeah, so yeah. You, you give the impression that you, that you are just dicking about. Yeah. And that there's an element I was trying to show because there's another opportunity. It's called Herbert. Herbert the Herbert show, it's got the title. Oh, the You're Herbert, really yeah, missing yeah. all these opportunities. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm trying to I'm help having, you here. I'm just having a nice chat. <laughs> just having but a nice watch, chat. Fine, watch, okay. watch how successful this is as promotion. When you just, when you do, it's nothing worse than somebody sitting no, down. No, it's true. So tell me about the show, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, BBC boring, Two, uh, Thursday, so 9.25. No, that was good. That was really clever. Because he then got in when it was on, but did it in a disparaging way. Did you say Thursday the 6th of September at 9.45? I didn't hear you say that. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, the following night, there'll be something when, on good whenever, then as well. Whenever it's on, just watch it on iPlayer, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I need those views. Is it what? a one-off, by the way? This just very quickly. Um, it was. It's meant to be a one-off. Yes. Okay. Um, it was an experiment. Um, I thought I wanted to work out if you if you take what I do on stage, Herbert yeah. on stage, what's the main thing about him being on stage? It's that the audience is really important to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I broke down the fourth wall, and so the idea is it's all down the lens. Straightened up, yeah. Right a- apart from when the real world is sort of interrupting and then I'm back down the lens again that's that was, nice, that was okay. the plan yeah yeah so they feel you know so the audience are, are the most important thing so I figured mm. that was my plan that's smart really that, simple that, yeah no, but that's I go back to that point yeah. that's what I'm saying really simple everything Just, is simple there's yeah. very simple rules which, which is why I asked you about discipline and why I asked you about how meticulous it actually is and, and do you know what you don't have to answer that if it's going to ruin it but, no, but, it's, but it's that it, idea if you did a course and stuff about clowning you're very aware of the discipline of clowning yeah I, I kind of <coughs> when you do clowning you work out what it is about you so what I learned it was completely different to what the person next to me learned the other person learned okay so about me uh, I learned a couple of things which is um, make sure you're smiling yeah and if they don't like this one bit crack onto the next bit yeah 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 and they're the most important thing and they and and that's it. There's a keenness to you on stage. Yeah, because uh, which yeah. is very engaging as well. That's that, that a keenness is engaging. I think. Yeah, I think you have to look comfortable. Everyone wants to see someone. Whether you're a grouchy comic or a happy comic, you want to see someone who's comfortable on Absolutely, stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And happy with a failure. Yeah. Oh, that failed. Wait, you know what I mean? Oh, he's okay with a failure. Fine. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on. And 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 that's the basic building blocks. And then all of the other stuff is working out what works you know if, if if you get a cup out and you do a thing and then you drop the cup accidentally and the handle comes off and people laugh because it came off in a certain way yeah. you've got to work out how to make that handle yeah, come yeah, off yeah, and, and layer, that. layer 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 so it's about blowing up the balloon and popping it as the punchline so yeah. that's kind of see I think I always prided myself as a comic on looking like I really knew what I was doing yeah. like the second I walked outside it was like I belonged there yeah 
and that I was doing it on my own terms. Yeah. If I couldn't be asked, I would say that I can't be asked. If I was surly or whatever, but I'd look like I, you know, that I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, this is my time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, but again, that was in quite a cynical way. In, in my, you know, I, I, I would, I'd never be happy, cheerful on stage, or whatever. Mm. And for somebody who did so much warm up. Mm. Mm. I never did sing-alongs or any of that sort of shit. Yeah. I'd more be like dragging on in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. more inclined to do it that way yeah. and engage the audience that way. Yeah. It's like we're all in this together. The honesty thing, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but I think there's, you know, where, where you would have the edge on that is that is that you bring the joy into that as well, which is just utterly engaging. And I think it's a common, a common trap, I think, for comics to fall into being. Cynical and it's, do you know what I mean? Just being a bit surly. I think it's a good way of thinking, being that and that cynical and stuff, because it means you you snap at stuff and you grab stuff. It makes you a good comic, I think, for stand up. Yeah, I think yeah, it's okay. a great quality to have. But um, I don't want people knowing how badly I think about. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of those brilliant comics that do that better than me. I will ever do. I'm quite a private person, right? And I figure just being silly and. You know, getting simple laughs in a different way is just just how it's ended up. I mean, you say you're private, but you said your kid's name in this in this interview so far. I did, but <laughs> I did. I do all the time. Why'd it's you terrible. That might not be real. Plumstead. <laughs> Plumstead. Let's get some house prices up, please. <laughs> you told us that um, you've got an office. You've got a little art little studio by the yeah, way. Studio. <laughs> <laughs> Very small window. Bad but bad curtains. Oh, oh you like Aldi? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you shop at Aldi. Yeah. Aldi. I'll be there tonight. I'll be there tonight. This, this, this is private Spencer. This is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I always said I don't want to be a stand-up because of one you know that's one of the reasons I want to be private but in my shows now I'm literally <laughs> just saying everything just like you know d- dead parents <laughs> yeah just mining for everything yeah yeah take whatever we got yeah um you did Upstart Crow didn't you I uh, yes I you did, know, yeah. I've still never seen an episode of Upstart Crow all oh, right no I never like it. no I I think I'd fucking love it I mm. really do well Rob who I used to work with isn't it Rob Rouse yes amazing one of yeah one of my favorite people in the world yeah he's lovely he's, yeah. yeah top top class. we were in a Triple act for years. Well, yeah. Me and Rob, yeah. Ah. Me, Rob, and John Williams, another guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got big heads. We used to do the radio together. Me and Rob, um, and 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 I like Ben very much. Ben Alton. Yeah. I don't subscribe to the trendy thing of dissing Ben Alton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like mm-hmm. him. I did an audition for him years ago. Cut a callback from him as well. Yeah. And then he came to see my show afterwards. Was it we were rock yeah. you? No, it was that <laughs> one. The me. one that we got fucking hammered. The, uh, um, on a boat. The right no, way. Right, the right way. Yeah, yeah. Got fucking oh. annihilated for it, and I went in for a part. The, I forget the name of the guy who got it, but I think it's quite a famous actor who got it. Who, it was who Ben Elton had written it for, mm-hmm. but then they saw some other people, mm. and we got on really well in the casting, and he really liked me, but I was a lot younger than this other bloke. Right. Mm. And they actually called me and said, look, I, I was considering rewriting this part, yeah. just for, for you. So I was, I was considering, and, and then we eventually just went with what we had already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I came off the phone going, so now I can't get a job because I'm too young. Ah. Like it was like genuinely, it was like fucking hell. What yeah. is going? That's all right now, though. But then they asked me through the warm up, and I was like, I, d- I don't want to do it. I don't think I'd feel comfortable doing it because mm. I felt like I'd got the part. You know, yeah, right, it was right, that right, sort right. of feeling. Yeah, yeah, Ben's yeah. sort of coming back in that. Well, yeah. I'm stuck. Grow's a big hit. Another series. I'm in the middle of talking. In the of talking. Sorry. And then <laughs> he does this. Ignore him. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm praising Ben Alton. Yeah, yeah. And then he came to my show. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. That's why I like Ben Alton yeah. because I think that he's a genuine bloke. Yeah. And I don't like when people slag him because it's like, no, he's not a sellout fucker. Yeah. He's still going to see stuff. Yeah. He's still going. If he says he's come to your show, yeah, he's, he he's comes come, to your show. Yeah, he's, he's not just being to, nice. Yeah. yeah, he does come. He's got a genuine 
hunger for it and love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he, um, he's, he's a great writer. Yeah, yeah. He um, really is. But how is that? Because I spoke to Robbie a little bit about it, about because hmm. Harry Enfield was in that too, and yeah. and Ben Alton, and that, and you sort of forget that they were the you know the, the spine of Friday Night Live absolutely Harry Enfield and, yeah. and Ben Alton yeah and then you suddenly find as an, an, another generation of comics working with them yeah how long till you remember when you're in that scenario how long do I, do I remember T- till you remember who they are and, oh, and what they were and, and absolutely and, straight away I was absolutely petrified and you know of, of hanging around of, of being with them like Harry Enfield I used to do Harry Enfield impressions after he'd been on the telly to the yeah, CBT yeah, yeah. teacher you know yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you wanted to do that you, you do that for hours and piss yourself laughing yeah yeah and suddenly he's there and he's there and he's you know is his face and you're like you know right next to me you're like, this is that's harry enfield harry enfield harry enfield <laughs> harry enfield and then ben comes out it's ben elton it's ben elton yeah. mark hape it's mark it's lisa tarbuck and you're like yeah, this yeah. is mental and but i'm um, genuinely a right really good bunch yeah but it took a while <laughs> it took a while because uh, harry's always taking the piss right okay so he, he but i once i kind of you know it's about three four five weeks in I felt ha- comfortable enough sat in the getting my makeup done and everyone else getting their makeup done in the makeup chairs in this like you know hair and makeup room and he walked in and went hi mate he went why don't you fuck off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it in front of everyone I was like gutted yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, wait, he waited until I yeah until I let my guard down and then he got me but it's genuinely a, a mad thing and it's, but it's a really cool thing though isn't it I think um, it's real validation. I find it. I work on Red Dwarf, so I have, I have a similar thing on Red Dwarf, yeah. or did have initially. Yeah. But I think there's something very validating about it when you realise you are on the same. Because of how things have worked out, you then end up on a level playing field because you're, you're you're part of an ensemble, and an yeah. ensemble is everyone's on the same level. Yeah. It. It's. Um. I. St- I mean. I'm still. I still come off after I've done a rehearsal going, ah, after every, every performance, I go, ah. Really? But, okay. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm never happy with it. And, but they're really lovely. They'll come up and go, nice one. I'll get, you know, pats on the back. To the point where you go, is someone telling them to do you think, to, that, to do do you, think you get on their tits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you, you look around the room, you're like, who's the wanker here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, it's me, yeah. Do you think, that, do you think Ben Alton and Harry Enfield, right, are in the BBC canteen now, right? <laughs> and they're chatting and going, that bloke and Spencer mm. he takes it very seriously doesn't he <laughs> yeah. and I was going yeah no we were never like that and my brother yeah. we, we, had a, we had a laugh and that always made it better didn't it yeah, yeah, and yeah, Ben yeah. be like yeah 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 I've, I've been to his show and stuff and he seems like a lot of fun but he's very neurotic isn't he yeah, very, yeah. I'm terrible and then he, kept, he started telling me the name of his kids and his wife's <laughs> name and his band details <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, oh I hope you do calm into it um, or maybe, we've maybe done, that wouldn't be good for you. We've maybe. done another series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it three now? Three, third series. Yeah, this started the other, other night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also on BBC Two. Uh, and, um, also as well as what? As well as... Uh, oh, nice one, mate. I, I, We're helping remember, you here, left yeah, front. As, as Herbert on... Yeah. Thursday the 6th September. You sound like you don't believe in it. If you say it like that... It's real? You sound like you don't believe in it. I totally believe in it. As well as what? As Herbert... Herbert, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just I, feels weird. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> I've got no clue, mate. I've got. I've, I've nearly got things away. I've yeah. nearly <laughs> many times. Um, well, how? It, what is the feeling of that? Um, is it just terrifying now, or are you now of, really of doing can't what? Wait? Of, well, because it's in the can now. Your, your show. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I was surpre- pleasantly surprised. I, I had an idea. Uh, I wanted to experiment with the fourth wall. 
um, and we gave it a go. It didn't turn out exactly how I wanted. We okay. had lots of editing to do. There's great people in it, and puppeteers and editors and director and all those people all brought a, you know a bit of something to it. And it's not exactly what I wanted, but it is. It's a it's a good bit of telly. Okay, like, there's nothing wrong with it. You, you'd quite happily. I was surprised how mainstream it feels. I know right, it's okay, weird. Yeah, yeah. I know you've got weird stuff happening in it, but it does feel like something you could sit down with and, and anyone can watch it. There's a swear word in it. Ooh, one? Which one? Bull- bullshit. <gasps> bullshit. But the kids, one. my kid, my kids, um, think it's, I say bum chick. I've got um, a clip of it. <laughs> Zip, dib, 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 not that. I've got, have you got that? I've genuinely got a clip yeah, of it. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about this because it's a tally show, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> what is it? I'll explain and it. And I've just got a bit of audio. <laughs> oh, right. Maybe what, you could is do it the two blokes talking to each other? Well, I'll play the audio first. Yeah, then you can retrospectively. Okay. But I think it's quite self explanatory. Right, right. Okay. But I don't know if it sells you well or not. Okay. Let's find out. I, I don't, that sounded wrong. I don't mean it's <laughs> shit. I don't mean it sells you badly. But because it's a TV show, yeah. I'm, I'll play it. I'm, right. I'm going to play yeah. it. You've got an email. Oh. Yeah. Email. My agent. Acting agent. I know. I'm, I'm as surprised as you are. Well, you're not surprised. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it leaves these long emails, you know? Oh, there so the, in the live show when I had that, it had a bit. It was a bit of rapping, and it yeah, was, yeah. What was it? it used to go, um, I'm sick to death of looking when I'm trying to do the cooking, and I'm looking at it now, and I got emails, man. I lose a bit of power on my signal for it now, and I look, and there's a long, long email, man. I know I'm in the wrong, and I may be getting on, but I'm sick of these long, long emails, man. But one squad from Kitson, he has got some Whitson. He wants to send me a personal email, man. <laughs> Everybody's saying he's a man. Obviously, he couldn't put that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, he said bullshit five times then. Mm. Yeah, or as I counted him. Bumchick. Bumchick. And your kids think it's bumchick. 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 That's nice, yeah. isn't it? Although last night, my, my three old daughters, I was combing her hair, I'm trying to get the tangles out of it. She went, I didn't say fucking daddy. <laughs> <laughs> just said that. Just said that. Oh. What? I didn't say fucking. She said that, and she said that over about five, five or six times. And you can't react, can you? <laughs> Can't react. Where she heard that word from, She said there was a, a police helicopter circling around Plumstead. I said that what they're doing is they're actually ch- looking for a naughty man um, who's in the area. He might be in a car. I said, well, Daddy, when I see the naughty man, I will kill him. I will kill him in the penis. <laughs> so the Edinburgh show's right itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, eventually your kids will be tax deductible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're pretty much are. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm excited for you, man, and I think it's. Um, I like it because I like that you've um, done your own thing and that as because what you would have expected if you predicted this, you'd mm. go, oh yeah, the Herbert, see it live, oh brilliant, ha, huh? everyone loves it, oh isn't it great, isn't it great, uh, they won't know what to do with that. Yeah, that, that's what'll happen there. Mm. Telly will sign him. They'll funny him around for five years. They mm-hmm. won't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he'll just slip away and then he'll be back doing gigs. That, that, <laughs> that's, do you know what I mean? That, that's it's difficult. Chance. It is difficult. Yeah. To, it's a classic, isn't it? <coughs> Morecambe and Wise, up until yeah, yeah. it's difficult to get the live thing onto the telly um, and to, to make it work. I, yeah. And when, when I sort of had my first good year in Edinburgh, my fairy tale year, the 2015, when people yeah. I had the meetings with the telly people, said, mm. What do you want to do? And I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, how you make it work. And yeah. then it took me two more sh- live shows to write a live show that I, th- that I had the telly in mind when I made the live show. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so I don't know I'm just, I'm just trying like, like anyone in life I'm just trying my hardest and um, fingers crossed I bet it's brilliant <laughs> I do no I actually mean that um, it's called The Mind of Herbert Clunkadunk yeah it's on BBC Two mm. on Thursday the 6th of September yeah at 9.45 yeah is it 15 minutes it's uh, I think f- 10 or 15 minutes okay well you, you think I'm not sure <laughs> I, I, I have to you're keep not my telling m- me you're not playing it on a loop in your house no <laughs> <laughs> I have no no I've just got to keep like a mind of a child so anything numbers wise I go no, no I'm just kind of keeping everything as simple as possible okay I think it'll be 15 if it's at 9.45 because it's got to be another show starting at 10, right? It's, got, yeah, it's, broad, it's a broadcast half hour, and it? It's about 26, uh, 27. That's a good point. Yeah. True, or, or, true. Or if it's got adverts, then it's even less. 13, 13, 13, I reckon, yes. 13 yeah. minutes. <laughs> um, I think Nat's bringing up time quite so specifically because she knows I've got to get, get another <laughs> <laughs> guest in at the moment. Pro. Um, Spencer Jones, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, man. I'm thanks for with it. I'm chuffed. Thank you for having no. me in. I've, I've, you I've, should I've, be chuffed. Yeah, yeah. Have, have a nice Monday. Thank, oh, thank you, everyone. You thank you very much. Benatar. Hit me your best shot. I remember that on Guitar Hero. Oh. I remember being really pleasing to play on Guitar Hero. I like a it. lot of my musical tastes have been influenced by Guitar Hero. I don't I think. even know what that is. It was a game on the PlayStation, like where you press buttons instead of a okay. real guitar. That's nice. I got a capo That's the other day. A friend of mine bought me a capo. What's a capo? Never had one. It's like a frozen lolly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a it's a clasp that you put on your guitar. Oh, okay. Neck, which yes, which yes, changes yes. the pitch key. Yep. Great. Tone. What fun. That's fun. It was. Nice. And it just clips on as well. You don't have to do because I've seen people fiddle with them. Yeah. Don't mind. Just clip it straight on. It's not the best Great. present I've ever had, but it was a, a present nonetheless. And mm. um, we're joined now. We're going to have to do this thing about your name again. Last time I spoke, I spoke to you on the phone once. Yeah. On this show. I'm much or more. Much or more. Yeah. Is it much or more? Yeah. You're pretty. You're pretty good at that. Yeah. I said much more. I reckon. Yeah. Much, I mean, my my favourite was when I was in Australia. Uh, sorry, in Australia, completely. I was in Scotland once, and they called me McHaymore, which I thought was really good. That's a nice name, though, isn't it? That's McHaymore. quite pleasing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that a works, pleasing that name, <laughs> McHaymore. Yeah, Mc- I think I yeah, I'd call myself. That's a rich. Ri- no, call oh, yourself. Sorry, it. can I borrow the surname? I'll just call it yeah, McHaymore. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome to my surname. Thank you. I think it's a really pleasing name, but much more is good. By the way, I'm not, cri- like not so. criticising it. Um, we're talking about Killer T today, um, which is out on Thursday. Is that correct? Yep, it's out on Thursday, yeah. Okay, I've got this copy of it, which I think is a colour it in yourself. The copy. Ultra, yeah, you've got the ultra rare proof edition. Isn't that but They didn't even finish the artwork when they printed those. The cover is just the sketch of. Is that the finished artwork? No, the finished artwork's in full colour. But uh, is it like so, that? So I mean, that's literally Chris Malbon, the guy who designed it, that's his like. That's the thing that they send you, and they say, "Do you want that on the cover?" And go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It looks really cool. And then he does the finished artwork later on. Yeah, I really like it. I think you should have that. <laughs> I think he's, he's such a great guy, and he does this. He's called Chris Malbon. He's sort of on Instagram and all sorts of things, and he does lots of stuff like alternative movie posters. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, really, really great designer. It's the first time we've worked with him on a book, but uh, I hope we're going to be working with him on my future books as well because I've really enjoyed working with him. He's done great work. Really good cover we've got. I think it is a really nice cover, but I imagine the content is far superior. The content is even better than is the it, cover. Yeah. Are you as pleased? If you with believe it? that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you pleased with the content? Uh, do, do you know what? It was really funny because when you write a book, you're really nervous. And because this is a bit of a departure for me, I'd always written books in series. And I was so nervous when I sent it to my agent, Claire. She's always the first person I send a book to. And Claire read it and she rung me up and goes, I think this is the best thing you've ever written. Really? Okay. And it's such a massive relief when the first person who reads the book says they think it's the best thing you've ever written. That's, okay. that's what you want to hear. So I'm really, it's a book I'm really proud of, for sure. don't know if it's the best thing I've ever written. I'll leave it to the fans to decide that. Well, when you hear, when you hear something like that, do you, know, do you never just think, 
Well, what did you think of all of my other stuff? Yeah, I mean, this is one of my running <laughs> what jokes. What was wrong with the other ones? I always say it to kids when you're at a book sign, and I always ask kids, oh, which one of my books is your favourite? And if they say The Recruit, my first one, does that mean I'm getting worse? Does that mean I'm not as good as I used to be? And it's great, because if you ask a 10-year-old, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, get yeah. a bit worried that they've offended you. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, traumatising my fans is another of my specialties. How many have you written now? Uh, too loads. many. I think I've written about 20... I think that's my 29th book. There's 17 in the Cherub series. And I've also written the Rock War and Henderson's Boys series. So I think Killer T is my 29th book. So how, how, do you, how, do you, how old are you? I am... I've got to think now. That's what I always used to say. You know you're getting old when you've got to think you've got about to think, your age. Yeah. I'm 45. Okay, 45 years old and you wrote 29 oh, books. books. Yeah, I think it's always a bit different for kids' authors, though, because obviously the books are a bit shorter. And kids, you know, that's if I say book. to... That's a thick book. That is a thick book. That's by far... there. Yeah, that's like 50% longer than anything else I've ever written. Uh, but like kids you know if I speak to an adult (laughs) but an adult will say what you just said you know how have you written so many books if Mm. I turn around to a kid and I say my next book is coming out in a year they go why have I got to wait so long because when you're a kid the time scale is so different of course yeah so uh, I think most of the sort of more successful children's authors tend to be quite prolific actually because kids just want more books quickly there's no just hammer them out yeah Yeah, they they, they don't want another book in three years time Mm. they've grown up and they're a totally different person by then yeah and that's but 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 it takes some doing to do that though I think doesn't it and to make them decent as well to actually be able to churn yeah, them out every, is it all you ever did do you yeah. just literally just write and write and write I, and write? I mean I, I don't actually find it that hard okay. I, I, I what, what's really fascinating is I speak to lots of different writers and every writer seems to have their own process and some writers just seem to quite naturally have the ability to write a book every year or even a book every six months as I did in the early days yeah and then I speak to another writer like David Armand who's quite a good friend of mine and he churns out these kind of quite high brow YA books and they may be 150 pages and he agonises over them and brings one out every two or three years and, okay. and I'm like what do you do all day why does it take yeah, you yeah, so yeah. long and he's looking at me going how'd you, how'd you write that thing in three months you know yeah, yeah. so it really is interesting how writers have uh, have different processes I guess it's what you're able to do isn't it that's yeah, all it and I mean I suppose it's to. the same in all fields isn't it you know you'll you'll get an album and they'll say oh you know Johnny Cash recorded this one in a weekend and then there's some other band that's agonising in the studio and producing yeah. the album for a year or yeah. something so I, I guess it's sort of pretty standard in all fields do you have a number in mind that you want to have written all in your lifetime not really. I, I mean, what if I got to twenty nine? I think I'd start thinking. Right, I want to do. <laughs> I want to do a hundred. Oh, okay. So you, you keep extending it. I th- I yeah, I think. I think you need to be. Uh, I think you need to be like a picture book editor, a picture book writer to get really high. There's an American author called Jane Yolen. I think she's in her early nineties now, and she's written well over a hundred books. Quite a lot of them are picture books. But right, like, okay. She's she, Not she's she's nineteen. <clears throat> You say that to oh, her face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I liked that you just your yeah, she's immediate response was like, "Well, yeah. fucking what? Yeah, so what? You've done twenty nine <laughs> and you're forty five. She's ninety and she's only done hundred. I don't think that's what we're getting oh, at. Sorry, sorry, I don't sorry. think, I don't I think like, wanting to bring slow. down this old lady <laughs> who's she's devoted her life to making books. Feels feels like quite a lot of books to me. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be up to that in no time. Do you know, know what, what I've always really envied is like, you know, the guy who wrote The Hungry Caterpillar, Eric right, Cole. Yeah, 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 and yeah. they reckon that book has been in the top thousand selling books, which means it's made in quite a lot of money every year since it came out. And I think it was like 1963. So that's what you really want to do. And he didn't spend you, three yeah, months on that, you did just he? Want to, you just want to write like one 12-page picture book about a caterpillar it eating counts, various isn't foods. And, isn't that mad when and, you think And then about you that. make enough money to live off that for the rest of your life. It's just like he made this 12-page. And it's merchandising. What's the shortest book he can do? 
how many pages could it be? Could you do Probably a like a baby book, book or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of these little babies, you know, little baby bathproof yeah. books. Yeah, why like is the hungry caterpillar stayed around? Why? I don't know. It's just a. I mean, picture books tend to stick around for a bit longer, I guess, because they're more ageless, aren't they? You know, a caterpillar is going to be a caterpillar in 1963. Yeah, yeah. Going to be a caterpillar in 2063. So it doesn't age in the way that you know. I mean, when I read my early books now, you know, they don't have cameras on their phone and they play Nintendo. Nintendo GameCube right, instead okay. of you know so so you know books I guess picture books don't age in the same way do they yeah yeah no you're right but it still is a weird mm. thing I think what what was your man who died recently he, didn't, he died like a couple of weeks ago who wrote Stick of the Dump Clive oh I can't think of his name now his name? I'm thinking of Michael Bond who wrote Paddington I keep wanting to say Clive Dunn but Clive Dunn was that was granddad Clive Dunn I know but it's, it's something <laughs> like that it's, it's very very similar to that Clive King Clive King my uncle yeah he died the other week yeah um, and I don't know if he wrote a lot of books or not, mm. but Stick of the Dump mm. has just been around for years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are these sort of classic books, for sure, mm. yeah. From Clive. Richmond, like me. Maybe I'm related to him. Could be. got the same name, <laughs> haven't you? I'm from Surrey. He's from Surrey. Yeah, he didn't go to his funeral, Kings are very uncommon, no, There's hardly any of them at all, are <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes me think it's suspicious that I've never met him. <laughs> Let me see how many books Clive King wrote. Let's see. I want to see if you're better than Clive King or not. <laughs> Oh, we did, oh, we did do quite, quite a few, a lot, mate. Quite a lot. Plays as well. Some yeah. plays. Do I just go away and make a cup of tea? While no, it's not 29. <laughs> it isn't no, 29. You've done more books, I'd say, than. than uh, oh, that's just fiction. And he can't win that now. No, he's died, yeah. Yeah. So he can't yeah. win it. I shall oh. take that to my. I shall, I, shall, I, shall, I shall go on to his funeral, shouldn't I? In your face! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should just put a proof copy on the top of the coffee. Children's authors probably shouldn't say things like that. They should be more respectful. No, well, it's not. Well, I alleged down that path, so please don't worry that won't come back on you. But. But no, it's not. No, I loved Stick of the Dumb. I like genuinely loved it. And when I heard he died, I got a bit sad. Mm. And I've, like, I didn't even know if he'd written any of the books I've just shown you, but it still made me a bit sad because it had such an impact on me, as a, a, certainly as a reader. So cause I read it very, very young, and it certainly sparked so I think that's one of me. those things. It's one of the things I like about being a kid's author is when you're a kid, uh, everything seems a bit more intense and a bit more important and even as yeah. an adult like something that I loved as a kid still somehow feels bigger and more important yeah, than yeah, things yeah. that I love now and mm-hmm. I guess it's part of its nostalgia but I think there's a bit more to it than that when you're a kid things just somehow seem more important don't they yeah uh, I've got a little guy who keeps emailing me through his school holidays and he's only 10 uh, and he's just like, oh I'm such a big fan of your books and I've been reading every article about you on the internet and I'm coming to your book signing on the 9th at Blue Water and blah 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 but this little guy he's just he's only 10 and he's like just completely obsessed with my books and yeah. it's, it's really nice as an author just to think that there's someone out there like that but it also just reminds me of the kind of obsessions that I used to get when I was a kid mm. Same. what were you obsessed with? Uh, the one that the one that comes to mind actually not a book thing but uh, I used to love all the, the sort of the alternative comedians came along when I was a kid and stuff like the young ones yeah 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 uh, and it used to be hilarious that like, I can remember like my mum used to get so sick of the young ones because we'd record it on VHS and like yeah, yeah. it'd be on the night yeah. and then I'd want to watch it again before I'd go to bed and there were just thousands of us doing that though so I was exactly the yeah, same just uh, thousands of uh, us were doing that and, and I think Blackadder and other stuff like that that yeah. was around at that time and yeah those kind of shows and that obsession and I just remember my mum used to just sort of come storming into the room you know blood hell are you watching that again can't you do something else I must yeah. have seen it ten times I'm sick of it <laughs> but if, if the young ones if I'm flipping, flicking through channels and the young ones is on gold or something like that I can still speak along with it yeah there's mm. a, I think still, gold it's has just, actually it's just got gone a, in. A, it's probably like on their, their whatever their equivalent of iPlayers they actually did a really good documentary about the young ones that I watched about That's three right, or yeah, four yeah. months ago Nick was in that if anyone, if, anyone see, if anyone sees it it's actually really worth watching it it's great yeah. if you're a young well, one yeah. 
No, Nick Helm was one of the interviews on big, it. Herring was as well. Young ones fan. I am as well. But I, I, I don't know why. Cool. I just inherently <laughs> thought, oh, it's on UK Gold. It's not going to be that good. And I sort of reluctantly watched it. And I'm like, oh, actually, this is a really good documentary. It's really well put together. That channel is really well run. Like you really, all them, like Dave and all them, they're all really well. Oh, run. it's interesting. I, 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 say, I don't watch them that often, but uh, yeah, yeah that was, it was a good old documentary. That would recommend that to anyone. Um, so, uh, do you have dreams for your book still, or do you just want to do well, crack on with the next one? It, I mean, it is interesting because you know one of the, uh, the, the, the difference between your first book and your twenty eighth book. You know, it is harder to kind of maintain interest and get everyone excited about it. And I think it's why sort of some authors reinvent themselves and write under a pseudonym, a bit like J.K. Rowling yeah, 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 with uh, yeah. uh, Gal Braithing. And the one I always think of is like my aunties. I can remember when my first ever book came out, and like you know, my two aunties were fighting, and one's like, "Well, why, why have I I got five copies and she's got six copies?" And it's like, "Well, she's got one more kid than you, so I gave one for all of my cousins." And so, oh, oh, yeah. And now when a book comes out and you ring them out oh I've got another book out and you go oh I haven't read the last one yeah. <laughs> so it is always that challenge you know it's a bit like the you know the 10th Dr. Dre album or the you know it's, it's, when you're new and exciting it, it, it just generates more excitement so that thing of like maintaining your own interest and keeping everything ticking over a level of excitement is really important and it's one of the reasons why I've made Killer T a really different kind of book you know okay. it's, it's longer it's a standalone not a series and stuff like that you know you have so, to sort of challenge yourself, I guess. Yeah, 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 totally. And do you think you would now... Because this, as this is a standalone, and you have worked previously in series, do you now look at this and go, it could be a series? Or, kind of. Or is it definitely a standalone? I think anything that is wildly successful and makes money has the potential to become a series. Yeah, if it was really wildly successful and everyone loved the book, maybe. But I'm kind of... I must admit, it's a question I'm quite reluctant to answer because it's like, I don't... Uh, my point about this book is it was written as a standalone and uh, all my other books have been series and I don't really want this one to be thought about as being oh it's the first in a new series because it's really not there's absolutely no plan for a sequel maybe if it was wildly successful at some point in the future but there's nothing on the cards for a sequel to yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's very much a self-contained story as well where I think anyone who gets to the ending of this book is going to go like oh there's not an obvious sequel in this one Okay, <laughs> I'm going to read it I really like YA I, I, I'm a I, and I really like it. Yeah, I, I, I do, really, yeah. really like it. And I think there are the more I read it, and the more, and even this chat we had today, the more. And this is going to seem cynical, but I don't mean it in a cynical way. When we said about it, makes sense to be a YA author because you do grab people at a very impressionable age and make a huge, you know, impression on those people at that time with your work. And also, it is one of those things where you can. Um, it, it's not like how you would imagine young adult stuff to be it, it, I don't see the difference in young, young adult work I don't, I don't know what makes yeah, the I mean, difference yeah, I, mean, I mean quite often I think you know a lot of young adult you know there are certain rules about content and swearing that publishers wouldn't take in a YA book that would be acceptable but in terms of the vast majority of context the main difference between why a lot of YA fiction and a lot of adult fiction is the protagonist is a kid versus yeah, yeah, the yeah. protagonist is an adult yeah. I mean probably if Killer T, if I went through Killer T and changed it from being the main story being about kids between the ages of 14 and I think at the end of the book they're about 22, if I sort of put them 10 years up the age range, I would think Killer T would come across as an adult thriller. Yeah, you know, yeah, there, yeah. there isn't that much, you know, there isn't that much in it that's different from writing an adult thriller, I don't think. Yeah, and it's a good reset as well, I think. So if you've written that many books... I say if because you because you've read I wasn't doubting it because, because you've read <laughs> yeah I've, I act, I, I've actually yeah I've, I've actually it, like I outsourced most of them yeah, there, if really you've really <laughs> written that many books well no because sometimes I because I would as a consumer of books 
and I, if I saw something, for example, if, if I was to get into Lemony, Lemony Snicket now, mm-hmm. I would go, oh, there seems like an awful lot here to, and I know they're all chronological, but I'd be like, oh, I'm making quite a commitment. Whereas if you wanted to read someone's work, you, if, if it's a standalone book, you can go, right, I'll read the standalone one first, see if I like the writing, see what they do, and then I'll invest in them you know, as, a, as somebody yeah. that I read I th- a lot I think, I think, I think we, should, we should cut that clip and send it to the marketing department. I think that's a fantastic strategy. No, but I think that's true. No, it, it is true. Because I mean, it's, it? it's what happens with, you know, my Cherub series, the longest one, 17 books, and even if a kid picks up and the first one they read is like book five, book nine, book 11, yeah. what will then happen if they like it is they'll then say, oh, I want to go back and read go from back. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why you know my first book the recruit is even now by far my biggest selling book because that happens all the time you know yeah. they might pick up some random cherub book but then they'll almost always go back to the start yeah i hope it goes well for you i mean it can't it not is. can it it's been very well 29 <laughs> books i'd say no, that's what i mean, I mean this, yeah. book specifically, oh, this specifically killer too we've dismissed all the other babies now new, <laughs> ba- new baby in town now yeah um no i do i hope it, I hope it goes really really well and it's a really nice chat with me as well man and i think it's going to be um I think you should speak to the publishers and get the cover changed to that. Get it changed to the... Uh, it's it's, it's too late, it's a bit, it's Yeah, it's a bit late now. It's probably right? like... Twi- it yeah, it's on Thursday. Thursday yeah. Yeah. And it's, today's Monday. You could pulp them tonight. <laughs> and then well, you, you get money back for the pulping new... later on because you get it as raw material. But, oh, right, and, and, okay. get them, and also then they're limited edition, aren't they? True. Well, Can't meet the demand like Star ultra, Wars ultra, figures. Ultra rare limited edition. You're going to have to yeah. get to your publisher straight after <laughs> here, then, Robert, I think. Will you have sign my one make it more money? Ooh. Oh, I think so, yeah. If you can do it to me, I wouldn't, I'd never sell thing. I wouldn't sign anything on. No, I know you wouldn't, actually. But I prefer I hardcover. Yeah, so as kids always say, oh, do it to eBay, do it to eBay. And it's like, the thing about authors is we sign so many books, can it's never it really reg? valuable. Do you think it would be bad to have a book sign on the front? Um, it will be with me because I'm left-handed, so it'll just I'm be a big smeary. And also, yeah, that's the thing as well. So when I read it, I'll no, it's like when, when we no, do no, the graphic no. novels, no. which are on shiny paper, I have to like sign them at a distance, no. really delicately. Do do it's a black pen. Anyway. Okay. Can you sign it to me, to Ian? It's uh, Ian with only one eye. Ian with only one eye at the start. Yeah, of the, the end. first one. Yeah, the beginning. <laughs> the beginning. <laughs> the beginning one. Let's see what he writes. We got the oh, live sign in here. That way of left right. I love having sign. I'm just going to do to Ian because one of the things my pet hates is when someone gives you a book and says, "Oh, can you write a special message?" Have you put my best Didn't friend? Love Robert. Oh, no, I, I could do a big that. heart for him. Yeah, couldn't big I? Heart. <laughs> put your that's name on there. Kisses. Oh, so he's yeah, got, he's exactly got a big one. heart and three kisses. I mean, that's perfect. That's, that's right? perfect. Yeah. Well, that could have been me that did that. I, I, I won't put my phone number at the bottom. How do you feel about this? <laughs> How do you feel about this, Robert? Um, when I have um, signed books, so I uh, 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 my, my favourite authors and stuff, so people that I really admire, I will um, score out the page, remove it from the book, and put it in a frame. Really? What do you think about that? No, I think you're weird. No. Do you think that's weird? <laughs> I think it's weirder to have, an, uh, have a signature hidden away in the bookcase. Right, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I, it's funny, I've never really been into the signature thing. I've never oh, actually joined a queue to get anything nice. signed myself. I know, I wouldn't join um, a queue for it. I must have been the only one I ever did. I, I, I got one for my dad once because I was on a, a Windsor Book Festival and who came on after me? Vera Lim was on after me, wow, okay. which was actually really, really funny because at the end of my event, all these little kids go running out and the people coming in for Vera Lim are all about 90 with all these little <laughs> yeah, kids yeah. swarming between them. But anyway, I, got, I was in and Vera Lynn uh, was, uh, took over my dressing room in the middle of my event and they wouldn't let me back in. But I did get her to sign a book for me for my dad. So, oh, that's nice. Okay. So she got a, he got a nice signed Vera Lynn book, which he was very autographs. impressed with. I'm a big fan of autographs. I've stuck with that. Really? Yeah. But I've got some belters. I've got Gene Wilder. But how do I? How would I know that that's Mel real? Unless it's 
Well, I, I know that one's real. Yeah, of course, because well, we saw that. But I know yeah. that when Karen, Karen I guess it's always one of the tricky things, isn't it, with autographs? Is like, how do you verify them? Mm. How do you? You just believe it's real. Yeah, that, that's. All, if you've got an autograph like mine, which is just basically like an R and a scribble, Anyone I remember reading some of those used to say the most valuable autograph was Ayatollah Khomeini because he basically you couldn't walk up to him and ask for an autograph. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There were sort of documents that were signed by him. That always used to be the most expensive one. Yeah, but anything like that, Laurel and Hardy, something would be lovely to have, wouldn't it? Yes. No, it just would. It no, just it would. Just be, be, so Ayatollah Khomeini and Laurel and Hardy, I would like. <laughs> the ones I'm aiming at. But I've got Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder together. Oh. That's cool, right? Yeah, cool. John Updike, he's dead now. He's away. Um, they're not yet, but they're in. They're mid-framing okay. at the moment. Yeah, John Updike's yeah, on the, the wall. One, the one I do. What's that? The, the, the Jerry Seinfeld one. Comedians in cars getting mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mel Brooks episode of that is absolutely when he's fantastic. With Carl Reiner. Carl yeah, Reiner yeah. and Mel Brooks. Amazing, that is yeah. the best. I love that episode. Ace, they have they? dinner every night, don't they? It's they're just these sweet, two yeah. little old guys who are like comedy legends, and they're just sitting there with their meal trays yeah. on their laps, and the lady who brings them their food, and it's just nice. yeah, it's just so it's just so sweet. Yeah, yeah. What else can they do? They've achieved everything now, haven't they? True. Um, 6th September, again. Thursday, 6th September. Uh, Killer Tea by Robert Muchmore. Um, it's been nice chatting with you. Do you know what I liked most about this entire conversation? Of all the guests I've ever had on this show, you're the only one that hadn't forgot about Dre. I think it's finished now. That was a nice ending. Different song. Um, but I looked at Robert Muchmore's Twitter this morning yeah. and he was saying that he was on Eamon, going to be on Eamon Holmes's Oh, radio on, show on but I don't radio. think he said that he was coming on this show no I think he did I think I saw a tweet earlier. did he sort of sure I did I can't find I it now I feel bad because I was going to pull him for it oh no I don't mean as a reward <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, no no I just forgot I was in a mood with you That's no I'm building a stormtrooper why you know that I built R2D2 yeah what for and it was brilliant yeah to have in my house where's it going to go I don't know yet Mm-hmm. But I'm building a stormtrooper. I, That's I, nice. I put the wheels in motion last night. Well done. I reckon I can do the whole thing for about 300 quid. Do you, do you have glue? There's no point talking to you about How this. How do you make there? it? Tell me the actual... What do you mean, do you have glue? Who like, starts with, have you got glue? How? What sort of size is it? Life size. Well, like it's your... Human, your... Humanoid. Okay. Does it move? Does it do anything? Um, It depends what sort of mannequin I put it on. How is it plastic? Fiberglass. Oh, you can't glue that. How are you going to put it together? Well, my r is also fibreglass. Oh, okay. And that's not just precariously balanced in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> when people come in my house, I don't say, don't touch that. Actually, I do. Um, I very much do. It's fine to make your trooper, but I want, to get trooper. To, I want to get to the bottom of this queen thing, because apparently uh, Matt G says, I did tweet last week about the queen dying, but apparently I had decided he's quite right. But producer Nat had decided she couldn't be bothered working that on the bank holiday. That is true, I saw it on the bank holiday, but I went to see Britney Spears the night before. Did you? So I don't, Monday was Why a Why did you do that? Why, what was your thinking behind that? Well, I like Britney, what do you mean? Yeah, but are you like, a fan of Britney Spears? I'd say, it, what do you define by a fan? Well, I wouldn't go and see someone live mm. unless I was actively a fan of them. Oh, no, so, I, would. So I would. I wouldn't go and see someone if I just knew one of their songs, for oh, example. I have, I would. Yeah, Depends. No, that's fine. At I'm a not, f- festival, not. it's more likely for that to happen. That's just because they're, they're on. They're just yeah, on. Yeah, true, true. So. Uh, but Britney, there was a lot of people that went from here and we all went down to the O2. It's not... It's it's a venue, isn't it? It's a venue, you're mm. right. Um, <laughs> that was lucky, wasn't it? And I thought it was really... Imagine if you got there and it was a shoe shop. <laughs> Britney Spears <laughs> yeah, like, just did a corner. I watched Britney in a shoe shop. It is Love a venue. It. It is a she venue, was very right? good. Like, anyway, yeah, so I did get that. I went out to her quite late and then I did get this tweet on the Monday. And I, you know, yeah. when, you know when you think, I'm good, like much like emails sometimes, you think, I'm going to reply to that. And then you just forget. I saw that um, Alec Norton has said, yeah. 
Also, to thicken the Queen's assassination plot, Ian mm. asked on his podcast to be reminded before his next football show. Uh, now, I don't remember that. Would that have been a podcast? It would have been a podcast on From like Patreon, right? Patreon, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. But what I like about that tweet is that's got him on a list. <laughs> What do you mean? There is no way you can put the words Queen's assassination oh, plot yeah, on Twitter yeah, yeah. without oh, that Alex. being flagged up. Isn't Alec the tall fella that wanted to be my best friend? That I can't definitely, go, can't you go have out with definitely an just been flagged up. Alec? Oh dear, 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 dear. All I would say is, Alec, is, you know, you're going to be watched now, aren't you? For sure. And I think he told me how tall he was as well. He said yeah. six foot four in normal height. We're going to supply that information to the feds, Alec. We're oh going to tell them how tall you are. Do you think when they look at, can I just say what they're going to look at, the Queen's people? They're going to see the words, um, no spunk. Yeah. And then six foot four in normal height, approximately five fifty six foot in Ian measurements, groin at roughly twenty eight foot. So yeah. They're going to see groin, spunk. Oh, so, oh, so why dear, was that dear, tweet dear. not on air then for you to I, read out? I couldn't. That's exactly it, what I asked for the information. I liked it, but for some reason it didn't. He seemed to re- reply to himself, but nobody else. What do the other people do on this show who are meant to be doing this? What do you mean? I don't know All what they're up through to. there. What they, they're having the photo talk with Christopher Biggins at the moment. I can almost oh, guarantee they? it. No, I think it's I think it's because Alex Alex just replied to himself. That's why. I see. Right. Okay. I just happened that's to fine, see yeah. it. But um, everyone's having a photo taken with Biggins. I've got some. How difficult do you think that is for Christopher? I should probably just ask him when he comes in. Eh? But it's annoying. I bet because he is certainly one of those people. Um, uh, one of those personalities, I think, is the, is the best way I can put it. I don't like to use the word celebrity, but he is a yeah. celebrity. Of course, yeah, he is. of course he is. Yeah. But, but there are certain people who would fall into the celebrity bracket yeah. who are also personalities, and you can't quite pinpoint what it is. They're sort of a force of nature. Mm. So with that would certainly... I think Johnny has it a little bit. You Johnny know. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Even though, you know, he's... Uh, well, what is he? He's, he's a comic, he's a, first yeah, and foremost. But, but he's, he's an actor as well, he's Johnny, a now. and personality as well. There's I a lot of that. Bobby Crush had it. To a lesser degree. But I'm going to try and not... Like, I offended him, so I'm going to try and not do that with Chris. Why did you offend Bobby Crush? Because he said it was his, like, 40th year... That's right, yeah, 60th year or something, and I said in show business, and he went, how dare you, that's my age. Yeah, how old do you think... Well, we we got on well after that, but I thought he was a child actor, so that's my defence. Yeah, yeah, Well, he was was young when he started, but he wasn't an actor, he was a piano player, pianist. Child star, star star. Um, Yeah, I think there are certain people... And it's a compliment. I'm, I certainly mean it as a compliment. Um, yeah. That that sort of take on a life of their own. I think. Yeah, of course. As a as a thing. Yeah. If I walked outside now and said um, Biggins is in there, that's all I said. Yeah. Biggins is. Everyone in there. would know who Didn't you know meant. Exactly what I was on about. Just by yeah, just by Biggins. Yeah. Uh, I'm slightly thinking about Alec now that he might be in some. Like you, I genuinely think Alex. Well, we're not. No, we're not in trouble. But he has put your name on there that you asked on your pot. Re- you just asked to be reminded. Um, reply to that. Just say please stop. Con- please stop contacting yeah. us. This has been forwarded to the police. Yeah, it will be Alex. The police have already seen this. So then we're out. Then we're out of it. Yeah. Then they won't flag us There's up. In fact, they won't flag me up because it's only it's only food bar, so We also it? never said anything on this show today about the the assass- assassination. We never said that word. All we said was like what to do in the case of her uh, uh, de- passing departure, away. her de- yeah, dying. dying yeah. No one's mentioned that word apart from Alec. Yeah, exactly. Dear, dear, dear. Put a song oh, on, it's been mate. nice to hear from Alec today. Won't hear him anymore because he'll be in. That's really Sound upset me, Alec, something. that you would do that. Yeah. Why are you trying to bring us into it, Alec? I think Alec wants to be caught. Yeah, but why bring us into it as well? They'll know. They'll know. They'll we've, know it's not us. We've got nothing to do we've with this. We've got tapes of this. We'll send it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not us. It's all yeah. Alec. I think Alex done so many crimes now that he's gotten to well, a point where he's like, the next logical step is to have the court case. Well, that was 24 minutes ago. He's been taken already. No words since. <laughs> not replying, is he? We're not hearing <laughs> he's him. He's gone. Even though we're talking directly to him, we're oh, not hearing him because oh, the police yeah. are already rapping on his door. I'm going to go to the court case. Um, you can't go to the court case. You've got to go and fuck that girl. Go. Wouldn't go and see that live. Oh, I did. I loved it. That was a bit disrespectful, wasn't it? That. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm going to see yeah. her act together there. That's not Britney what I meant. Spears, man. Show some respect. Dear, oh, dear. Oh. Which I see her tonight. Uh, we're joined by Christopher Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Um, we, 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 do you know what? We just had a chat, didn't we? Had a yeah, nice I chat. heard. Nice. No, you. No. Oh, oh, oh so I said, yeah. no, went before you oh, came, right, yeah, before yeah. you. I came on. I was in the green room oh, listening to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I was complimenting Star you. Star Trooper. Stormtrooper. Storm. Sto- 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 it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. It is. It is. Okay. What's the it's issue with that? serious, though, are you? Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. I built an R2-D2. You know the droid R2-D2? Why would you do that's that? That's my question. That's what I said. Why? Um, I mean, why? it's really bizarre. It's not. Why is it bizarre? Are you fucked up? Is it sort of... <laughs> There's a degree of that, but that, and that's why. I th- I, I'll tell you the reason that did it. You're obviously a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't have to get reference pictures. <laughs> I didn't have to get somebody to explain to me what it was. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I totally am. But I'm not. Do you know what? I've had certain fandoms in my life, one of which ties into you, actually. Yes. Very much so. Um, so Star Wars, certainly. Yeah. Rocky Horror, oh, certainly. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a jump to the left. Big fan. Yeah, and, and it and was... A step to the right. The thing with Rocky Horror... Put your hands on your hips. Well, do you know why this, <laughs> is, you know why this is making me laugh so much? <laughs> I'll tell you why it's making me laugh. This is genuinely true. For a long time, my go-to video on YouTube... If I was feeling even a little bit low, yeah. my go- it was just one moment in a video that I've certainly spoken about on here. Me and Ed, I used to be mm-hmm. a double act. Me and Ed used to watch this so often and we would scream every time. Was It was a, a Rocky Horror anniversary show. I can't remember which one it was, but it was uh, Adrian Edmondson was there. And, uh, oh, it was the Royal Court? I'm not, it might have been the Royal Court. Yeah. It was a I few think, years ago. It was about five years ago. Yeah. So about maybe 35th anniversary, something like yeah. that. <clears throat> and you did the time warp at the end and you were doing the narrator and there was the most heartwarming and lovely thing that happens in it which is that out of all the people on that stage O'Brien aside because Richard was there and I think Patricia Quinn was there as well yeah. I think Little Nell may have been there she was know. Um, but that was kind of it from the original cast of the of the Royal Court show yeah and then yourself from the movie yeah and so out of that room you were one of the top four people there who had the knowledge of Rocky Horror okay and had the experience of Rocky Horror and you were narrating the time warp <laughs> and you just completely forgot to say jump to the left and it was a beautiful moment but there's a close up shot of you and you were just looking I think I was in awe I think I was looking thinking isn't this fantastic but then you, re- you obviously heard the silence and then I came in I'm like oh shit that's me and you went <laughs> really fast <laughs> and then just started laughing and we'd watch it all the time it was a great night and you know what was so interesting I actually saw the opening the first night of Rocky Horror did you at the theatre upstairs uh, at the Royal Court and it was one of the, one of the most wonderful nights of my career because it was so out of this world yeah, yeah, yeah. and so so different we'd never seen anything like it Tim Curry yeah. Was extraordinary. Everybody yeah. was extraordinary. And the music and the lyrics. It was, uh, we'd never seen anything like it. It was extraordinary. Well, but I think even for, oh, I'd imagine even for new people now who saw the original Rocky Horror, not the, as in the original movie, not the remake, the recent remake. Yeah. I would imagine if you had no knowledge of it already, that will always happen. Yeah. So, so even now, if, you, if somebody's never seen it and watched it now, yes. they will have that experience. I know. And of course, doing the stage show, which I love doing, playing the narrator, was and I, did re- I re- remember the lines eventually. Yeah, yeah. And I and <laughs> but, but, uh, every night, <laughs> not every night. Actually, I tell you a funny story. We were in Cambridge, and there was an armchair. Okay. And I used to sit in the armchair, and I pretend to fall asleep. And one night, I did fall asleep, and I missed the last four <laughs> lines of the show. And okay. some of the regular fans thought I died. 
Really? Because that, 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 nothing happened. I didn't come on. I didn't say the line. And the show closed. It was bizarre. So really the bizarre. narrator's last, because the narrator has the last four lines. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you missed them completely. I missed them completely. <laughs> oh, Very, shit. No one worked me out because they thought I was joking. Anyway, <laughs> it's a great, great show. And uh, Richard O'Brien is, you know. When we made the film, it was a flop. We all yeah, went yeah. to the uh, premiere and it, it was so Everyone came out so depressed, and it was only when it went to America yeah. did things start to liven up. Because then they introduced all the throwing of the rice and yeah, water, yeah, yeah. and but it took a long time. Oh, for it that took to a happen, long that, time. Yeah. Long. It time. was like it, if it was a TV show, it would have been axed. Yeah, it would have right. been. And yeah, gone. Absolutely gone. right. So were the reviews been. when it came out? Were they terrible? Really yeah. terrible reviews. I mean, they just didn't get it at all. And of course, now it's such a cult mm. uh, film, and it's. I think it's made an enormous amount of money. Yeah, I'm sure. And you know, because I think it's one of the most successful British films. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Internationally tour. I didn't realise you said there'd been a recent remake. I yeah, didn't know that. Who, who's, oh, what's, who's, what is God. this? I is it a film? No, it was a TV thing, wasn't it? A TV yeah. film? It was still a film, but, but a TV, it was for TV. And they thought they'd make a lot more money, you see. That's this, right. uh, the, the thing is that what's so terrible nowadays is everyone thinks they're going to make money yeah. and that's why they do these revivals of shows which they should never do well, where's all know. the you know the original stuff that's what we want to see well, I, I, I tell you what I've always I've always championed the idea of re, revisiting Rocky Horror not as a film but re, I, I think the idea of what they did yeah. was kind of sound it was the execution that was the issue so I think that and the changes that were made within it so that I think there are certain things where you go well look I understand that's not you know how things are now how we view things whatever or, you know blah 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 blah. however this is the source material and the source material says this so if you rewrite that source material you just you start toying with the magic of it you start you know change stuff you don't do it at all but don't rewrite something to, ch- to change it and I think the idea of Rocket like I've all haven't I said loads of times because I've always wanted to play Frankenfurter yes that there is a no there no, is a, um, a lot on the show, there is yeah. an argument and a sound argument mm. for Frank to be very unattractive Oh God! That, I, could, I couldn't bit, agree more. I, I've always thought I could do that as a little fat, boisterous fucker. Yeah. Who's not rather than a beautiful man? Yeah, because that always felt a bit wrong to me. Because it was like, but we're talking about him making the definition of beauty. I think that's a very good idea, actually. I mean, it's um, you know, but certainly I think. Do you want to put some money in? I'll do it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> will you narrate? Will you narrate this version? Will you be the narrator? Yeah. Just carry me through. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I think that the uh, what is so interesting to doing the stage show is that everybody dresses up yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that is wonderful and you see women with tits out to here yeah. I mean I'm really my hands are really big aren't they put, uh, and you, is, you, they can eat big. their dinner on their tits because they're in, a, in this costumes which are so tight mm. pushing everything up and out yeah. I mean it is wonderful and you see men in little gold or silver swimsuits trying to be um, uh, what's his name? The Rocky. Uh, Rocky. Just yeah. Trying yeah. to be Rocky. And, you know, it's hysterical. And so they're far too old and far too fat, but it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. really love dressing up. Right. See, I never did that. You never did dress no, up. I'm never got. You, you should dress up as Frankenfurter. That was never my. That was never my. I played Eddie in a stage show once. Did you? But I only, only Eddie because I directed it as well, and I didn't yeah. want to play Doctor Scott as well. Once because I was directing it, but I was like, yeah. I will come on and do that song, and then that's me done. Now I'll direct the rest of it. Um, but I, I uh, no, that wasn't what it was for me, and it wasn't. Um, it, 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 it worked metaphorically for me so it wasn't even a sexual thing it wasn't a thing of because uh, I've never been inhibited sexually at all it, it was always the idea of like just fucking do it yeah like ab- about anything just do it if, it if it's okay to do it then do it yeah no no I agree and, and go for it in a yeah, big yeah, way yeah, yeah. 
which sadly a lot of people don't do. I mean, I, I'm really sad that I don't think we're breeding the eccentrics that we had 30, 40, 50 years ago. That's because eccentrics will say something that will now ruin their career. Well, that is very true. That's what the problem is. So the reason we don't that have eccentrics is very now true. I hadn't thought about is that. It's totally that. Eccentrics will say the things that will now be, yeah. um, you know, beasts of honey on Twitter. Absolutely. And it will destroy them forever. And they won't be able to come back. So, so that's why. I mean, I never... Unless they're a politician. Yes. Well, even then, I, th- I don't think they're saved. How is Boris Johnson still breathing? I just don't know. So, but you know, I ha- mean, it how is fascinating. Do, do, do but they're Teflon. Yeah. I know Johnson's gone politically for a bit, for a bit, for a minute. Oh, was he? Yes, today and people are, you know, behind him. I mean, I'm. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. I mean, I think what we should do is we should get rid of all the political parties. Right. Seriously, get rid of all of them and all the people in them, and get two new parties, which means something to us nowadays. Okay. Because actually, I don't think any of the parties mean anything to anybody. Okay. And I think but there's so much infighting going on. Everyone wants to be prime minister for some. Why don't we just have a prime minister then, and not not, not bother well, with anyone no, else? No. Do you think so? And honestly, I don't because I don't want to fall out here. But I don't. But uh, you were a big Thatcher fan, right? Very big Thatcher. Now, fan. now, do you not think that Thatcher um, started that? Do, do you not think that 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 started with uh, everyone now is a is a Thatcher clone? Yeah, you're right. So she was the start of that. So certainly, she, and she was the one certainly who championed. You know, fucking look after yourself. Yeah. You know, that, that was a very conservative value, I know. which is bizarre because I couldn't be further from conservative. But I, I agree with that in principle, yeah. and I've actually going make sure you're all right and you do stuff. But not what I don't where, where it falls down for me is not with your foot on someone else's neck. No, well, that's, that, that, that's the issue. But that was certainly a thatch. I mean, I'm idea. very much a conservative to the left anyway. Okay, I mean, yeah, I really yeah. want. I, I mean, I can't bear the fact that we've got people living on the street. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, you know, I, I. I thank Maggie Thatcher for telling me, not personally, but to go and buy a house. Right, okay. Because that was something that, you know, and I've suffered with 30 years of a terrible mortgage. Yeah, yeah. But now it's all paid off and I do have a house and we're going to move. And I want, because I want to be lateral, I'm getting older, I want, I want a flat. So, and then you look it round at what people, where people you're not, live. You're not old enough to go into a flat yet. Yeah, <laughs> 70 in, this year. Yeah, but also, what do you mean? I live in a flat. I don't I think know, no, but I don't know, but for an old man, you don't get, oh. you don't get moved into a flat. What kind of flat? <laughs> well, flat I mean, in a home? I, no, no. Oh. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Something with no uh, steps. With no steps. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want fucking steps. Yeah, you don't want one of those steps. No, I no. Would I wouldn't want a stair lift. No, yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. bear that. Exactly. Uh, just a nice flat. Just a nice flat on one level. Fine. For, okay. um, forgive me for interrupting, Carol, what you were saying. I'm, I ruined your train of thought. No, 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 not at all. I mean, I just think that, it, 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 you know, so I have, I have to thank her for that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, there are, and, and I have to say, I was such a conservative that when she was got rid of, I was in Maryland on high road and I burst into tears driving the car really okay I was so upset but now I realise that she was she'd gone too far like all well of I'm them. from a mining town so I well I, of course I mean, you I'm, hate I'm, her I'm yeah absolutely because yeah, yeah, what, what she did was terrible yeah I mean you know and there's, there's so many politicians do so I mean for instance why are we having all this fucking Brexit talk mm. when David Cameron's why isn't he taken out and lynched mm. Mm. 
Because he should never have given us the vote. Well, like, he but didn't know, did he? he but, didn't but think. That's the, oh, no, I think he did think. So you think he wanted to step oh, down? yes. Because his face... Well, I don't really want to step down, but I think he definitely didn't want to have the responsibility of taking that decision. I don't yeah. think he thought it was going to happen. No, though. I didn't think he thought so it was going to happen. that's why he did the, the vote. And but anyway, there are so many things which are... I mean, and the whole world is in the same situation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. we could be in America with Trump. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's... A bit, mind you, he's done some great things. Mm, struggling. Well, you know, this, like, like he's doing a lot. Well, the economy is very good but over there. there. So that, that's the interesting thing. So, and I've always, I'm a big admirer of yourself, by the way. I, I genuinely am, and and that sprang in, originally from. Um, the fuck me, it's gone. The jungle thing. The, oh, uh, uh, I, 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 I no, 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 way, way back. Oh, on safari. So, on safari. On safari. Safari is a goodie. Yeah, yeah. It's a children's program. Oh, I did. Also, this young yeah. girl is looking bemused no, no, no. here. She's fifty. And also, um, that's why I'm in my retirement flat. <laughs> in the flat. Were you on? Were you on I'm the not. adventure game quite a lot as well? What's I seem to recall you being on the adventure game. Do you even remember that? What was the adventure it, game? It was like a CGI thing, but it was. They had sets, but at the end you had to walk across the vortex yeah. and you couldn't see where you were going. And they had a plant that wobbled and went... Oh, 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 oh. I think I did do I'm sure you were on the adventure yes. game on that. Yeah, I forget. You know, I, I read my... Uh, whenever I do a show, they ask for a new biog. And I look at it and I think... Fucking hell, I've done a lot. Yeah, yeah. well, you I, know, it's yeah. been amazing. I've been around a lot. I was mentioning to you because weirdly, a clip somebody had put a clip on Twitter yesterday um, saying they should have stopped TV after this, and it was you <laughs> on Cluedo and Richard Madeley presenting oh, it, God. and you were the vicar. That's I right. Yeah, that, I, I want to mm. watch that show again. Actually, I've forgotten it about was fantastic. I must tell you a very funny story because the, uh, <clears throat> Richard Madeley, who you know is divine, very clever, and he had everything on autocue. Mm. So we had done all our scenes beforehand, but we had to sit in the studio and then if we were chosen by the audience as the person the murderer okay or the, the, whatever we'd done we then had to do a huge monologue right yeah so we all said can't we have these monologues uh on um autocue? yeah like richard yeah no no you can't <laughs> So we sat there, six of us, petrified, shitting ourselves. Shitting ourselves. <laughs> I tell you, it was the most horrific job. But it, it, we did. When you got through it, you thought, "Oh fuck!" Right. I mean, it, but it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. was good. You did the monologue in this particular clip. You would kill. You were the murderer, and you'd killed. You know, I don't think he was famous at the time, but a, a young Neil Morrissey. So Neil yes, Morrissey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was that was nice. And it was amazing. It. But I can remember the fear we all had. Mm. And it was terrifying. I mean, I I now have got to the stage where I can't learn. Like, I get so petrified that I don't want to learn lines anymore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm loving it that I've got auto cue now to speak to you two. <laughs> <laughs> but you keep going off it. <laughs> This is where we're struggling. You keep going, oh, 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 let me tell you a story. It's like, no, that's not on there. That's not on the list. Um, uh, just to go back to politics for a second, and I'm, honestly, I'm not asking you to defend politics at all, but uh, I, find, I find it interesting. Uh, John Smith, you said you would vote for, oh. I, I believe. And my friend, my closest friend, in fact, for, like, for the last 30 years, had, was having dinner with you on the day that John Smith died and you cried apparently that's I what, did that's what I mean me. because I'd only met him recently with his wife Elizabeth yeah yeah and we had this wonderful dinner and I, I thought, wasn't mocking you for crying no no but, no, no, and, no. He, and he said you cried like a big baby I, mean, <laughs> I, I did because I, I love crying actually I yeah, mean yeah, I, so I love there's fun. nothing better than crying no, you really good afterwards oh, so I love you it really I like do it I mean I sit and watch commercials and cry oh yeah yeah I cry with nothing silence it's silence I cry with nothing but we had this because you went for the meeting yes exactly exactly I'd have done that better. <laughs> well, we had this wonderful dinner, and I was so impressed by him. He right, okay. was what Labour 
should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have absolutely voted for him. Yeah. Not because I knew him or because I met him, but because he was inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he died, you thought, oh, my God. It was like the last hope. God. It really it was really the really last was, yeah. hope. Yeah. You know, and I mean, Jeremy Corbyn I'm not a fan of, but I do think this whole Jewish thing is mm. just got out of hand. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, if only he'd come out and say something. Doesn't say well, a lot, just though, say something it? quite brutal. Yes. Just, like, just, just literally go, absolutely. right, right here's, what I'm, here's what I'm going to say to you. Yeah. It's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm, and, I, and I don't really know what to do about this, but I'm, it's fucking yeah. awful. I mean, the head rabbi was on television on, on uh, Sunday morning talking about it, and he was very, very clever and very articulate about and also... You know, against Corbyn, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. but you want Corbyn to come back and say, actually, you know, you've got it all wrong. This yeah, is yeah. this is mm. not at all what happened. Anyway, I think but you're right. Them, if he did it? say like, I don't know how to handle it, I'm going to yeah, do something, but exactly. I see there's a problem. Then I think that there'll be a lot more support for him. But that you can go, you can do that with all politicians, though. I mean, you know, true, they they should true. be. None of them are honest. None of them. You know, I think Theresa May is doing a really good job. I mean, she's not well, and I think she's doing the best she can. She she's didn't want. Well. But, but, but what? But what? Can you, uh, here's the issue: it's a tightrope, isn't it? So, and, and do you know what? Not in poli- across the board. Of if you're a, a well-known person, it's a tightrope all the time. So it you is. can't actually say. What you, you, can, you can't talk how we talk on this show. I know. Well, it, look at me and Big Brother last year or the year before. Oh, yeah, you got in fucking you know, that. I mean, got Well, I got evicted because right. uh, for no reason at all, except that I didn't know that I was favourite to win and they wanted someone else to win oh. who was part of their... What was the reason for that? What was the... What one, was was, you, uh, one was that I had... It was very funny. It was a Jewish thing. Right, okay. And me and Corbyn right. are very similar. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and well, there was a, a girl in there... Uh, whose name escapes me um, I never heard of her and I don't want to hear about her again but anyway she was in it yeah. and she um, told me she was Jewish we right, were okay. round by the pool area and I said oh I said how interesting I said, I've got lots of Jewish friends and I said I told this story which is a true story that my father who is sadly no longer with us had these friends who were Jewish and they played in a group on ships okay and so they would go off to Miami and fly away and, and sail away and then come back to Salisbury and then eventually they decided that what they should do is go and live in Florida so my father was devastated because he loved this couple and you know it was really sad they were leaving so he, they had a party and they gave him a gold star of David okay. on a chain which he wore and when he put it on he suddenly became Jewish he would say you see we've all got to stick together you know and That's- we would go on and on about this and suddenly my mother one day got very frustrated with him she said I know what you're talking about she said you're not even circumcised (laughs) so I told this story to great laughter (laughs) and affection at the afternoon then I'm with this girl and we're sitting in the bathroom and um, there's people there's people rowing and shouting there are people in the in the uh, bath there are people going in and out of the showers and I said you've got to be very careful or else they'll put you in the shower Right, okay. And that's that was the thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. she found very offensive. But you, but you I know, could no. maybe see that why she might have a shower that, thing. Well, I, I, but that after the joke I told in the yes, morning, yeah, though, yeah, 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 I yeah. mean, it wasn't. It was just, like, it was a you know a lapse on my mm. part. And um, but I, I still stand by the fact. Well, that's what I mean. You can't have a lapse. So, so that, yeah. a that's so, what's so, so frightening. So there's a, an element of. 
I'm not, I, I'm not the person who talks about defending jokes because I'm like, I, yeah. I have said horrific things in, yeah. in private and publicly as well. Like, horrific things. If I was famous, I'd be a goner by now. <laughs> no, but I would, I would. Things you say, I mean, obviously there are, you know, people might say things, but not in front of a microphone or not in front on TV. And I know that conversations that I've had with people, presenters or whatever, on air or off, well, they have to be slightly different, don't they? Because if they come do. out on air, then people jump on them and yeah, they but, pick but, up one part of it or something and then it becomes a big deal but yeah. you and I have often chatted on this show mm, about it is if we fell out yeah what you could absolutely bring me down I mean I would if, if you no, I never no, no, would, if you decided not. if you decided to reframe the things that we've oh, done just, on this just show just by pulling out stuff that if, you've yeah, said yeah if you went you know there was one show where he was grabbing my tail. I mean even at the beginning of the show today when you said that if I, you're yeah, right yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. to pull yeah. out a quote a little section of the show completely out of context and sent that to someone and said just disgraced it'll be, you'd yeah. be disgraced wouldn't you yeah, even yeah. though well, they, it's not they'd have to real. google me to find out who I was first <laughs> and then once they've done that they make you famous and then they disgrace you we've got this other incident now with Big Brother and I do think now is time for Big Brother to go I mean I think it's causing mm. more problems than it I is think, and I don't yeah. know anybody who watches it anymore but uh, mm. no but I think the issue with there's a girl in it who, who's quitter called Roxanne I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. um, with it. she had uh, accused another a soap star called Ryan Thomas I think his that's name right, is that's right yes uh, of, of essentially oh, punching beating I, her I saw yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you, you should, luckily things. they've got the, it's on film yeah. and he's going like this you know, it's a play, joke play yeah. it doesn't fighting. touch her no but, she said but, he touched me I felt violated she said he hit me like a boxer yeah it's a I'll tell you what's difficult about it is that so for example we take your situation which I didn't know about I didn't know I knew you'd, you'd left it for, in, for, under a cloud or whatever but I didn't yeah. know what your, the exact details of it in that situation I could look at that and go right well that girl whoever she is um, is a uh, if that upsets her, then that upsets her. It's, yeah. it's not up for debate. So that, that's not, you know, no one's saying you can't be upset. That's not up for debate. But you have to then look at it and go, right, what was Christopher's intention with that? Yeah. Well, you know, was, it, was that actually nasty? Yeah. And then, so they could have just called you and said, look, that's really upset her. And we can yeah. sort of see why it's upset her. But we know you, we know you were trying to make a joke. We get, we get that. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that some people have found that joke funny. She hasn't found it funny. Right. And I wouldn't imagine... No, but then you've got to remember, the, this girl who we're talking about now in the Big Brother, they have agenders. Yeah, they no, want, no, totally, they want to get yeah. people out of the show. Yeah. Because right. they want to win. Yeah, but nowadays the game plan of Big Brother involves destroying their actual life, not just yeah, their the, the yes. brother life. Yes. Yeah. But when 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 you were I, I don't know who the person was either, so I I know but um I did she go and say to somebody uh, Christopher's really upset me I want yes. him taken out of the house or did she say he's really upset with me and I don't, I don't know about that because it was never shown okay. and it was never recorded I don't think or anything but I think she did complain okay. yeah, yeah. And, okay. but, and she was the sort of person I mean I wish I could remember her name Actually, I, I don't, think her name is her name I want to say Katie something. I think you're right. Katie let's let's not okay. speculate here. No, 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 <laughs> I, I, I thought Toby was going to Google it. But you no, see, I, I love Katie something. Hopkins. I, I do. Oh, I adore Katie. I mean, do you she, really? she, do we, she, she should be hung. No, no, not at all. Because <laughs> I tell you, what? Uh, why? Because we were in. Uh, I'm somebody to get me out of it okay, together, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I cried again when she was evicted because yeah, I loved yeah. her so much. She is somebody who. Listen, I think she says the sort of things we'd all like to say. No, no I just but we're too frightened. I honestly no, disagree no. with that. I really do. I also, really I think she thinks it's a job too. I know, but that's but again, but that is so dangerous. Well, she found that out. 
I know, but it's do not. But I don't care about her well-being. Well, she doesn't do it here anymore. Well, she's, well, I mean, she pops up. I think she's doing something in Canada. But no, no, but she, she, she has made herself semi-untouchable. Like, yeah, certainly, she has. Certainly. But I don't care about her. That's yeah, her yeah, fault. Yeah. My, my issue is, mm. is how that the knock-on of that. Because the things she's talking about are real people and they're real yeah. situations. And it's, so, it's such a dangerous thing, game to play. I could tell you a load of shock jocks. Who do it for the fucking yeah, microphone? There, there yeah. some, who don't yeah. believe those things? No, of course. And who do it to be insightful and they do it to be to, well, stu- to stir things up and to get the attention on them and to get on air as well. There are, totally, yeah, there are some totally. people that well, you might say, um, what, "What's your thought about this?" And they will say, "This is my thought." And you go, "I've already got someone that." How, how, many, how many things? How I'll many, many radio personalities we've seen over the years who've been like saying the unsayable? Yeah, but we also know giving it both barrels. They and don't all necessarily that sort of believe it. But I think so. I, and I did think that of Casey Hopkins for a while, but now I think she probably does. I I think it's dangerous. It, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I know. I don't know whether she does. I think she has three children to bring up mm. um, and a lifestyle. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've asked her about things, and she 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 just brushes it off. Mm. I mean, I think it's yes. Sometimes she does go too far. I know, but I mean, it's it's very interesting. But I do you not think. think that's similar to what we said earlier on when I talked about the Thatcher ideal? So the ideal of like making sure you're all right, so you've got kids and that, and you know, supply for the her family and all that, so make as much money as you can. Yeah. No, no issues with that at all. And when I said about yeah, but I wouldn't do that with my foot on someone's neck. Yeah. And it was like no, absolutely not. That I think she's got her foot on someone's <laughs> neck. Like, do you know what I mean? When she's doing those things, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. at the expense of other people and, other and people, their well-being. Yeah. That's where it, that's where I struggle with it. And not I don't mean just Katie Hopkins. I mean people mm. are of her ilk. Yeah. As well. That's where I struggle with it. Is when it actually hurts people. This, this isn't a, a misguided joke. This no, is a that, very you know, controlled. I mean, I know they sh- no one wants to be hurt, but of course, it, it, in every walk of life, relationships hurt enormously. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and those are obviously private yeah. things, but you know, yeah. there are things which are really affect people very badly. I mean, yeah. I was thinking today there was a. I was when I was at the dentist before coming here. There was a woman. Who we always get our shouting. guests um, some straight, dental treatment oh. before they, <laughs> I, I do like them. Yeah. It's part. It's always part of the deal, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we get them a full polish at yes. a, a dentist nearby. But this woman was <laughs> shouting at her child, yeah. and I suddenly thought, "What's that child going to turn into?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and there are so many fucked up people around. Yeah, and you, you know, we all know. We know a lot. I'm sure I know a lot. And you think, was it when they were children that this started to happen? Mm. How do you become a serial killer? Yeah, yeah. How do you become uh, a murderer? How do you become a, a thief? How, you know, I think it's all develops very early on. Then, then that's that's why sort of common decency and kindness are, are kind of important. And, and by the way, I don't think that means be an absolute baby about it. And I don't think no. mo- molly coddling people is, no, is no, the no, way no, forward. No, no, no. I just think unnecessary attacks should go. Yeah, that's what I think. If someone's being a prick, you can tell them they're a prick, and you be as brutal as you want about yeah. that. If you're having a row with someone, by all means. Or if someone's doing something horrible, by all means, rip them to shreds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But unsolicited nastiness is, I think, what what that's what I think is the issue in the world now. Gen- yeah. uh, if it was one issue, it'd be that is unsolicited nastiness, yeah. and it's risen in this country hugely, like hugely. Brexit has solidified it, the yeah. divide. And there's nastiness. By the way, going both ways. It started on one side, but now both sides are doing it. Yeah. And it's real vicious nastiness. And it's very unattractive, I agree with you. Yeah, 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 it totally is. And it's not getting us any, any and it's not getting us forward in any way. No. You know, it's, uh, that's, how know, people, it's, that's why people, that's my feeling. That's, that's why people snap. Yeah. That's why mm. people do things that are horrific. That's why people 
get to a point where they have a cause yeah. they get to a point where they find acceptance in a place and if that place happens to tell you yes you should kill people then they will and what I think the other sad thing I think is happening there seem to be a lot of young and it seems to be men mainly a lot of young men who are finding it difficult and are committing suicide mm. and I think that is terrible mm. because why aren't there people there like their family to help them well often often their family are there but, but they can't but, be helping then, can but, they? But how do you? How do you? you know, well, you know, yeah, I mean, you... <sighs> I've been in that situation several times in my life. Have you? And it's not something that you can be simply talked out of. It's a, it's a state of mind and it's certainly somewhere that you're at. Yeah. So it's... Uh, Again, we haven't got long enough to chat about this, really. But but it's uh, I did a podcast about it. I did a thing called the Mental Podcast, where I sort of went through that period of my life and sort of ripped it all apart with with other contributors and stuff. And it's that wasn't a plug. I'm just explaining it. Um, I, I, it's not as simple as saying "Are you okay?" or saying "We're here for you." No, I know that. I know that because I've I've suffered about four or five people committed suicide yeah. during my life. And I know, you know, and they, and they, it's difficult. If they needed help or they could find help, it wouldn't help. Yeah. Because if you have that mindset, I mean, I, one of my uh, close girlfriend of mine, she committed suicide and left three children behind mm. that she adored. Now, how is that possible? Mm. I mean, they were her life. <clears throat> because um, they were suicidal. So, the, by by definition, suicidal is n nothing will stop this anymore. Mm. Like nothing, I can't bear this anymore, no matter what. And also, you and I can't speak for that person themselves because I don't know what their mindset was. But I would speculate that when people have kids and all that sort of thing, the logic in your head would be they will be better off without me. Yeah. And the world will be better off without me. My friends, these people that care about me, who are clearly upset because I'm in a bad way, I'm ending it for them as well. So they don't have to deal with me anymore. Yeah. So this person, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, and also, it's terribly I think you, complicated. You, when you think about it, you have to have tremendous strength to finish your life, mm. to actually put, you know, a noose around your Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's or, certainly not an act of cowardice. No, it's no, no. Yeah, yeah. Or sit in the bath and slit your wrists or whatever you do. But it's also not a selfish it. thing. It's not a selfish thing because you, because you're. It is selfish, though, surely, because it's not the people you're leaving behind. But, you, but you, selfish would imply you gain something from it, and you don't actually gain something from it. You just disappear. You cease to exist. Yeah, but it, you're, 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 what you're leaving behind. Yeah, yeah. That's selfish, surely. But there's also the counter argument to that would be. What's selfish? Is the selfish thing letting that person go, or is the selfish thing making them stay alive and carrying on going through that, yeah. that ordeal? Well, I know. I've got a friend at the moment who is uh, going through a very bad... has to have four carers a day right, okay. look after him. And, uh, you know, I mean, and it's, it, he's, it's just so sad. I've been in Italy with him and his wife, and, uh, and it is terrifying to yeah. see somebody. And I honestly believe... That I mean, I'm, I'm, I keep saying this, but I am actually going to do something about it. I want to go and join Exit or something to say that this must won't happen to me, mm. because I think it's important that you don't sort of end up like a vegetable, right. not being able to do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think that's fair on you, on your partner, on mm. friends, family, or anybody. Um, I agree with that. I, and I, I think nowadays, you know, that. doctors are coming round to that fact. I think doctors have always been of that opinion. Yeah, they're, I think, they're, they're, just, but I think they're, they're just legally bound to not, it's the, it's the yeah, not allowed to. No, I know, but I think they are now allowing right. things. 
like yeah. suggesting you know if we don't do this i bet they always were yeah i bet they always were yeah i'm sure but yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean oh. i you know God. Well, anyway um, <laughs> that took a fucking turn didn't it? <laughs> well i need to know what, I mean, if, you'd, if you'd have said to me earlier yeah, yeah. on what, what, what do you think your interview with biggins will be like i'd be like oh well, we, we won't stop laughing it'll be ridiculous maybe that's what you were talking to the uber driver about i just need to know it's gone down by one one point <laughs> since you've got a new uber i had a 4.60 earlier i've got a 4.5 now what, 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 what did you do to that uber driver I've lost the point. Can't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. Well, you clearly didn't do it as well as you thought. No, you no, did. exactly, exactly. Uh, we've got a link, you and I, a really bizarre link, I think, and I don't fully understand it. I should say, and I doubt you will as well. But I'll just explain to you what it is. Years ago, you were in a big finish Doctor Who audio adventure. Yes. Um, I don't know what it's called, but you played Banto Zane. Yes. That was the name of the character. Yeah. Don't, don't worry if you can't remember. No, I can't remember. Right, but that's who you played. You played Banter Zane. And then years later, in homage, I was in the episode Blink of Doctor Who, playing Banto, who was oh. named after your character. No. As a, as a sort of an homage for fans, a little How amazing. Fans. Yeah, so we both played Banto. We're the Bantos from Doctor Who. We're right? the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that cool? And that only occurred to me. Literally, as I was walking up the steps, I thought... Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm playing Banto in the next series. I'm actually coming in about Banto. Oh, yeah. It's all girls now, isn't it? Yeah, it's girls. It's all girls Banto right now. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgot all about that. But I I was walking up to I'm sure there's... Connection. What was the link between me and Biggins? Why can I not know what it was? Do you ever do any of these conventions? No. And I've got... They're amazing, you know. I'm not Biggins, so I've not... I wouldn't have the same draw that you would at a convention. Well, you know, I go to these things, and there are people there you thought you were dead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't heard of them for years and years. Yeah, They're yeah. there. I've been and asked. I'm doing a convention soon, actually. I'm doing the Red Dwarf convention. Ooh. Oh, right. Okay. But that's because I, I work on Red Dwarf, and I was in Red Dwarf. Right. Um, and I know the fan, the fan club run it. Yeah. And everyone goes to it who's been in Red Dwarf. It's a proper I mean, you know, all deal. those Doctor Who people and other those Star Wars and all that, they earn a fortune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. An absolute fortune. Yeah, Canaan. I mean, it's it's like a, a sort of wonderful pension. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, people, why don't you do the Banto convention? Ah, like yes. Oh, we could do a double act. Yeah, we could yeah, do yeah. a double. Yeah, exactly. we could the two Bantos. <laughs> <laughs> That would be good. Yeah, two banters, and you could do it as a dame. And <laughs> <laughs> bring your panto award. <laughs> oh, you do panto this year. I am. I'm what going what to, sort of question is that? I'm going to as if he's not. <laughs> Where are you doing it? I'm doing it in Bradford uh, at the Alhambra, which is a great, great theatre to though? be doing it. Yeah, I did gorgeous. it last with their. Uh, I think it must be 25 years ago with um, uh, the Crankies, who right? Door. And so I'm going back again to do it, and um, I'm really looking forward to it enormously. Which which play is it? I was it's gonna Aladdin. Say, is it a which play? <laughs> yeah, it's very high which, bride. Which one? It's one of Shakespeare, really. Which one of the bards? Right, will you be treating us to this year, <laughs> Mr. Biggins? <laughs> so it's Aladdin, and you're playing. Widow Twenky. Of course. Have you ever done Shakespeare? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah in fact, uh, down the road, I did. Um, uh, several, I think about ten years at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, directing, okay, yeah, being yeah. in plays. In fact, I was in uh, Midsummer Night's Dream playing Puck. In fact, I was the best Puck in the park that year. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> 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 not into my Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't. I've still got four minutes to talk to you, but I, I sort of don't want you to say another word now because I, I feel like that was the perfect out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've loved it, and it, it, it's very interesting. If you could, I've just seen the most incredible um, Regent's Park Open Air Theatre have really taken musicals and done something very special. Last year they did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, which yeah, yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, and this year they did uh, um, uh, oh. The plant. Um which was the left When in doubt quick. That's what it was like. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it, it was so fantastic this production this year. It was absolutely wonderful. Really good. And they take these musicals and they do yeah. something very special about with them. But when you're in the park, uh, you can't leave this. When it starts to rain, you have to continue until oh, the right. disembodied voice says, will the actors kind of leave yeah, the yeah, stage? Yeah. Oh, OK. Because they have to get to the interval. Because if they get to the interval, they don't have to give you money back. Uh, fair enough. Right, OK. So uh, we've, you, I, many a, a, an evening I've been drenched there. <laughs> and in fact, when I played Puck, I had the lovely Kate O'Mara playing Titania. Oh, and we were, I was at her feet... And about to do a big speech, and she was to the mid flow, and she had these wonderful tips. <laughs> and suddenly, I mean, she did. She did have amazing <laughs> tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that suddenly there was rain. It started, rain, and there was a spot of rain went ping on one tit, and then on the other, ping, and ping, 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 off her titties. Was, um, it, was it making that noise though? Yeah, it was, <laughs> seriously, it was, it was quite very loud. Anyway, nice. so I started to laugh. And she then realised what was going to start. Then the audience realised, well, it was his day. We didn't... I kept thinking, please, please say, will the actors kindly leave the stage? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. couldn't have got through the speech. It was wonderful. And after Panto, what's the plan? After Panto, well, I, you know, I do a lot of stuff now, which is because I'm, you know, you get to a point where you're... Uh, well known for being well known. Yeah, right? yeah, you, you yeah. talked about this That's before kind of, yeah, I came kind of on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, so I do a lot of um, a lot of things like hosting events mm. and um, you're doing a lot of documentary stuff and things like that. So it, it's good and there's a lot of stuff coming in. It's you know what I would like you to do? Yeah. Genuinely. Um, something dead serious. Well, I know I'd love to do that. I mean, I because you're an ace actor. Yeah, that, well, that's I think that very gets sweet. Lost somewhere. Well, like, you know, I, having done Pole Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the original playing yeah. the sex crazed vicar and, and also doing I Claudius. I love all that. Yeah. But I would have now to and there's a, a very well known actor. I won't mention his name because I don't want to. So, but he can't remember lines. And he has a fee, an, oh yeah, earpiece. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, and I'm I'm very happy to do that. But you know, you've got to be of a certain standard of acting to, to do that you should do a, an improvised gritty film yeah now that would I'm, that, not, I'm not even I'm no, not that would be I'm wonderful serious. I did you remember that that, that improvised thing they did years ago on television uh, which was uh, really mad and we did I can't remember what it was called now and there was a group of people and we all improvised everything it was brilliant right improvisation is wonderful um, I agree and I, and I think there's something like that I, I don't know. I, I think about this a lot. This sort of thing. Yeah. So I think about uh, years ago. I thought about Bobby Ball. I was thinking about Bobby Ball one day. Were you? Sad and and, thing and you. just thinking. No, I like Bobby, <laughs> but I was just. I was sort of thinking. 
Why why doesn't Bobby why is Bobby not in a sitcom or something? Oh why is he not doing that? And an here he is. Yeah, here yeah, he is yeah, doing and, well. And then he was yeah, Mount Pleasant he did. Yeah. No, no, this was years oh, ago right, though. Okay, yeah. So I think these so he has things premonitions, is he? That's that's what he's no, no, not premonitions, but I but You're I see. gonna be in a gritty drama then soon if that's I what's happening. So, I hope so, I hope so. Well I think I see what would be a good move for someone yeah. artistically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So well, I tell you who Matthew Kelly, who is a, a, a totally. wonderful brilliant actor, yeah. became a personality. And when he does stuff, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah, you yeah. Know, playing really nasty characters. But I think he had to get. Right, there was a bit of a scandal with Matthew. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't well founded, but that oh, happened. That was unfortunate. And, yeah. and, yeah. But then I think. So that I think gave him an exit, really. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they can coexist, those things. I don't know if you can be host, stars in their eyes, and. and and also, no, I don't do think you can. I think you're I mean? right. I mean, sure it's, it, 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 it should be. I mean, you know, the Americans would take that. You know, they would love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the Americans, you've got Ellen DeGeneres, who I think is brilliant, and then she can go and act and go yeah, and do all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah. things. And also, um, uh, the black uh, girl um, uh, who does the, the Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, she's fantastic. Does does both brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. She does. But the Americans allow that. We don't. We're very sort of I'll odd. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'd let you. If anyone else said it was all right, <laughs> um, I've got to go. We're out of time. Oh no! It was genuinely a pleasure. Really, really no, it really was. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, thank thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Spencer Jones. Thank you to Robert much more. Wish to see you again next week. Good luck the Bob Show. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.